0: My name is Thomas Profit. I'm a filmmaker based outside Philadelphia, PA, and I'm looking to create a life for myself writing and directing films. On this podcast, I give my take on things as well as interview friends, filmmakers, and interesting folks about just about anything. You can find the full podcast catalog at ProfitableProductions.com backslash podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two F's and two T's. You can also find clips from my episodes there as well as my films. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Tom Profit Take. All right, welcome to Tom Profit Take, a show that pursues nuanced perspectives on life and filmmaking from someone aspiring to be the best writer director they can be. Today's episode is Take Thirteen with Mike Inglis and John Targa- Targowski. Is that correct? Yes. That's I'm right. correct. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and then Mike is an actor. He played the the lead in the film that caused me the most heartache, Rusty Spade. He also played Booker in the film Real Oranges, written and directed by none other than John Targowski, who's with us. Or uh, I, I wrote in parentheses. Or was supposed to be if you didn't show up.
1: <laughs> okay. Mike. Yes,
0: Mike yeah. was also president of his fraternity. Uh, I think you mentioned that. All Interesting over kind of film. Yeah. There we go. Uh, where did I? <laughs> I lost my place. I also uh, just found that out today. Uh, <laughs> yes. In his college, and which we'll probably touch on uh, if that's okay. And then sure. John is uh, one of the only people besides me who watches and is inspired by the same kinds of films that I am: art house films, foreign films, old classics. Basically, uh, Criterion Channel, and and I think it shows in his work and his style. We'll probably touch on this as well, as well as the film we did, Real Oranges, uh, or your film that we worked on. Uh, so without further ado, Mike Inglis and John Targowski, thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, is thank there you. anything you'd like to change about that intro?
2: That's great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's very well done. Uh, thank you. Well, uh, how. you. What kind of considerations do you have your uh, how what, advertisements and what oh, what advertisements <laughs> <None> <laughs>
0: soon to be luke cool yeah <laughs> how did you so wait how let's i like to start with easy questions uh, how did we how did we got how did we guys meet
2: we guys God. meted um <laughs> so i met tom through a mutual friend um we worked in the same film. We never met each other during it. I edited it, so I didn't really know anyone on that set. But just months later, when I was looking for DPs for this project, you know, we uh, sent out to a couple people and you know, friends of friends, who knows who and whatnot. And then your name came up, and I knew that we talked recently, like we'd maybe met up once before, at least talked or something. I remember talking to you. I can tell you exactly what it was. Hold oh, on. really still. Yeah. Hold on.
0: <laughs> Um, let me just do something like check my messages. It's gonna create a noise. No? It's no, not nothing. working now. Maybe you fixed it. Oh. Well, when it really what it, what was supposed to happen there was uh my phone <clears throat> creates this noise next to the, the microphone. I recorded audio on that film. I didn't know this at the time. And so John was editing that film and he's like talking to Rebecca saying like like uh like looking for help and so she reached out to me because I did the sound on it. I tried to fix it or I didn't have I forget if I had time or not but uh that's how we got started talking. That yeah. Because of that that damn sound. I
2: remember and uh, yeah. I got
0: your text like hours I later.
2: Cell. I was at the Lowe's cuz I was picking up cement for something I don't remember what I was so burned out from that project already that, that oh, no. like it like dampered my mood the entire day. And I remember that, that I was like, I, cause she, she was like asking for it. And I felt like I was like so under delivering oh, no. that it was like, oh man, it, that was a total bummer. But what, I, you,
0: what was, bur- what was burning you out about? You were, it was a short deadline.
2: Not, not even that. She was great with the deadline. It was more something just like, I felt like what they had gotten me to do. I was just not delivering what they wanted or I felt like, I had ideas that maybe just were too out there or too just radical with it. But either way, I, I, you know, I, I think that finished product, if you ever saw it was, <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. I think it turned out great. I think it's fantastic acting. I
0: liked it. Um, I liked the fact that you kind of, you, you weren't an editor that just chops it up like, like, like just willy nilly, you know, you like there, there were, you're cutting with purpose. You kind of, you let the shots breathe and, and kind of have, you know, go on their own which uh that's kind of like that's the kind of editing i like um that i try to do with my films uh you know you like if you're kind of like it, it, if you if you, you see a lot of films i don't know if you've seen a lot of films in philly where like uh it just cuts to like coverage after coverage after coverage for no reason you have head talking
2: heads <laughs> yeah know, it's uh one and then the other and then, then, then again the i do that with my, my sketches a lot <laughs> Well, there's a reason that the shot's got a name you know it's yeah. uh it's, it's it's got its place for sure yeah. but yeah it was uh and then that's how we first met and so this is what a year and a half ago and so uh we're talking then and yeah he ended up shooting the film for me and then by extension that's how i met you uh mm-hmm. because you two knew each other correct and you gave
3: yeah. the info i guess right all oh, right yeah, yeah. So. i was yeah.
0: like i was trying to pawn off my actors <laughs> I, was like, hey, I, I, yeah. I, I work with some great people you should uh, get get them and and then uh they went with you
2: and so it's funny i i went looking for your backstage ad uh recently just because i wanted to see like your headshots and stuff i don't sorry
3: have to have a backstage exactly ad yeah, i don't so. know i i
2: misremembered <laughs> yeah. i was thinking that that's where i'd met you was off a of backstage so i'm looking i'm like mm-hmm. jesus he's completely disappeared <laughs> i'm um, off the grid yeah right so yeah i i we we didn't even meet their backstage i think we just did like what and a uh, zoom did, in, uh, and uh zoom audition yeah, and, yeah zoom audition and, 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 yeah. and that was that but, yeah, that also kind of sucked was doing Zoom auditions. But that's kind of, you Can't know. Take it the full. Um, yeah. It was like, you know, talking heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, when it comes to auditioning, I, I don't know what your process is. But, like, I've I've kind of come down to, I just, sometimes I just, I feel like I can, I have the confidence if I just look at a, a snippet of video of the person acting or talking. Even just talking, like, I can kind of know. I just a need A sense of their presence. I need to see. Well, I just need to see their who or get an idea of like who they are from talking and seeing them talk. Hmm. And that's kind of similar to what David Lynch does. um, Partly because of what it's, that's how he does it. Like I kind of try to lean towards that, but also I think it's also before I knew that, like that's kind of how I've always been. Um, But yeah, I think it's probably best to be able to meet people in person. And especially if you, 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 I think uh, Kevin Ostra, who I had on the last podcast, who writes and directs and acts in his own films, he does that where he gets, uh, actors, um, like he has to meet with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there's sort of something to that that I should probably lean more
2: towards again. Um, I, I, you know, I agree with that. I think that, um, you know, even more so than being able to read the lines, I mean, you know, spoon feeding back and forth, I think I'd much more rather have someone who's invested in the project or I'd rather just talk about the script or something, see what they like, see what they don't like, you know, suggestions and kind of just like, you know, you, I think you can get a lot out of a person of what they'll bring to the picture, to the project
1: mm-hmm.
2: by just the way they talk about it. You know what I mean? And, you know, we, we did a bunch of auditions for this and like the enthusiasm ranged from like not at all to like super invested. And, you know, <laughs> even though we didn't go with the people that were super invested like that, I, w- I was just like I, I, I had fun talking and just like, you know, it helps the process. And I think it helps you know people a lot more than just, you know, read these lines. But this time with feeling yes. yeah if they show up for the audition
0: then you kind of have a sense that oh this person cares mm-hmm. this person is dependable yeah. which is why
3: this is segues to how how did we meet so we met if you remember um back in i think it was early spring maybe like late winter 2019 Keep
0: Talking, sir. i'm just gonna move this close to
3: your mouth um you're very tall <laughs> going, yeah yeah we uh how did, exactly do did we meet you put out ads on film.org right yeah, yeah. and I, I think i was just kind of um scouring the uh the the website for you know different openings and stuff and mm-hmm. yours was on there for it was a scene involving um a guy to bar with i like, guess yeah. a girlfriend and um you were having an audition in westchester at the barnabys in westchester <laughs> and i came and um the, the funny enough the hostess downstairs was like yeah they're uh upstairs like just go right in and for whatever reason i took that as oh i'll just walk right in as this other guy's auditioning and i walked uh, and i was like yeah i'm here for the audition and you were like yeah well this guy's in the middle of uh, kind of auditioning uh, that here. wasn't me I was,
0: I, that was the all right so that was the guy i was working with at the time uh who was trying to teach me that you have to make audition stressful for the actors which i don't agree with <laughs> to this day um like and that. he was trying to do it the formal process I, if, if i'm doing an audition i'm going to be standing up with the actors I'm going to be kind of on their level. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I want to make it seem loose and just be like, look, I'm here. I'm going to, fr- I want to stand up because I want to get, I want to be in it. You know, I want to be, I want to be directing you. I want to see what you're able to do with my directions, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I get my ideas for directing when I'm on my feet and just kind of with the actors and there's an intensity about it. You're grounded. And and I, so I, I was working with somebody who was trying to change my process um granted that's the reason why it didn't work out we we Mm -hmm. parted ways um i should have parted ways sooner um just because uh i was working with uh my friend at the time was like are you crazy like we're gonna keep working with this person and uh, i was like all right (laughs) i was like okay um but uh yeah uh no that was uh but the fact that you showed up um i was like oh that guy's dependable
3: (laughs) i was like yeah well the um uh, i'll try not swat your swat you here at the camera um you can swap me all you want (laughs) i do it to people all the time because i talk with my hands yeah me too yeah um (laughs) the uh, yeah i i don't know what i I guess you could tell me what ended up happening with that film but the um after the fact um i guess you just kept in touch and i said you know any any future stuff like i'd be happy to to help you with and you reached out about rusty spade and that's Mm kind of it went from there and uh we did rusty spade and um a little bit not too long you know about six months i guess the, the pandemic hit and we kind of didn't keep in touch until john reached back out and uh mm-hmm. i'm just gonna check him yeah. yeah um yeah uh yeah and then it led to just working together again on on real oranges and, and setting this up and
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah i was working on like i knew i was going to do rusty spade a while like a while after you know that project wrapped it or it didn't happen um and um I can get into that eventually. Um, yeah, I'm sure we will. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, it, it, it basically, um, yeah, I, I kind of was looking for somebody for us. I was looking for people for Rusty Spade. Um, and uh, I think, excuse me. Yeah, I, I kind of like was trying to get you in different things. Um, so, and usually when I work with people like actors and I kind of get a, like a sense for them, uh, you, like, like they, they stick in my mind. Like the fact that you showed up that was some like the audition and somebody told me like you know you know the fact if an actor shows up for an audition that means they showed up like that means they're they you know that means mm-hmm. something um
2: can I ask what a barnaby is it's <laughs>
3: it's a it's so it's it's a very classy uh, it wasn't my idea it wasn't my idea it was it's a a restaurant with a bar and they have looking upstairs for the bar. i mean it it was was a fancy it was a
0: fancy kind of looking place it's not fancy uh, not
3: fancy but uh, but like it 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 kind of seems like a sports bar with like a restaurant like it's like the room we were in was... the westchester barnaby's is a lot fancier than i'm, I'm taking into consideration the barnaby's yeah. in my town which is not very yeah, fancy no, so. no. well no the room <laughs> we were <laughs> in like was pretty le- it, it, looked, it looked pretty cool i'm it getting was... i'm getting a good sorry if anybody there. from aston is is watching this and I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trashing our hometown <laughs> bar but it's fun
0: i mean it, it looked it looked better than work than doing an audition at a. <laughs> God, I did an audition once at, at, a, at a at a gardening place <laughs> i don't the know I was, like, I was it was like it was i, I thought this was this would be whistle work because they had a room to the side i worked there at one point and then I, and then when they we got there the vents were like blowing full blast i was like this is bullshit oh, this is such a terrible, terrible place to do it so the actors had to like talk real loud oh through, it just was thing. so it just also it i just it didn't wasn't until i got there that my friends like wait we're doing the audition here and i was like why didn't i run this by somebody (laughs) (laughs) like you you have ideas like in your tunnel like like you're like you're in your tunnel vision that seemed like a good idea at the time but uh yeah i don't know i just decided "Eh, this seems like a good idea You're working with what you can yeah you know i just i i I kept it was because i kept using this other rehearsal space that works perfectly but i just kept asking i had to keep submitting forms to use it i was like i'm in too much of a rush right now to do that i was like where else could i go and I i ended up doing that but uh Uh, you live you learn um but uh how so we recently we recently did the project together real oranges uh first i want to ask john and then i'll talk with you mike about your experience with that but first john what was can you explain that project to the audience um and and also how it got started and what was your inspiration or the story behind how it came about
2: uh yeah so i i kind of had this idea it was we'd tossed around a couple scenes for a while um me and I want to shout out my friend Josh. He's, you know, more or less my conscious and my right hand. This dude is better at the game than I am, and he helps me through it all the time, like begrudgingly, no doubt. <laughs> um but yeah, so you know, we, we'd always talked about doing like a project, like a film about a film, you know, because everyone's gotta do their douchebag film about a film movie. <laughs> um and yeah, we, we we had a couple plot threads go together and it came there and back, and this was maybe like November So come March, I finally have the script done. You know, it's like thirty-five pages. I got that down to maybe twenty-five a little bit later, and um, yeah, I I just helped him finish one of his projects, and you know, school's almost over. We're both looking for something else to do, so I'm like, look, if I could finance this in two months, you know, get two thousand bucks together, let's shoot it and be done with it, just so I could stop bugging you about it, and we did, and it was uh, you know. It was a big ass learning experience it's the biggest project i've worked on uh definitely the most stressful but not in a way that like i felt like i was coming apart more so like it was just you know it, it was it was the stress really turned into that learning experience what were some lessons you learned working on it um definitely that time is uh, a construct that is perceivable in ways that we have no idea uh how to sorry let me restart that <laughs> um you're good definitely that time uh is not at all linear and we as humans only view it as that because dude set time is not does not flow like regular time does getting so? uh you know going and getting peanuts out of your car you know from your apartment would usually take 30 seconds but on a shooting day for some reason it takes 35 minutes It just (laughs) i I, time flows differently setups breakdowns it just doesn't seem real you know a 12-hour day feels simultaneously like a 14-hour day and a six-hour day uh, it's a, a you know everything you think that you're confident with that can be done in an hour can really be only be done in three hours And I think because of that, I felt rushed the whole time for one. And for two, I felt just, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, you're working with borrowed time. You're working Mm -hmm. with a bunch of people. You know, there's, what, 10, 12 of us on the first day. And, you know, for watching and feeding all those people, it's kind of stressful. You're thinking, like, these dudes got anything better to do. And (laughs) I'm here, you know, we're refilming this tank again. but. You know, not, not 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 to say that they didn't want to be there, but more so just like you're conscious of it, and when you're conscious of it, all of a sudden you're like really conscious of it. You know, yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it, it, it came together. I think it was shot well. Uh, I think it was shot really well. I like it. And uh, it's being edited like at a snail's pace, so uh, you know it should be done soonish. Uh, I keep pushing that back. Soonish is a you know ever distant uh, time take as much time as you
0: need and, th- and the reason i say th- i said thank you for the way it looked it was shot i was the director of photography on it not like i'm I'm being sarcastic like oh oh thank you you <laughs> know i had nothing to do with it now <laughs> but uh yeah no i i like you're you're like i know what you're saying where it's time is you you can't anticipate um the time it's going to take to do things it's mm-hmm. hard you do your best but mm-hmm. it's always going to be well, no, you know, it's like you, you if you tell yourself we're going to get it done in this time. You do it in that time mm-hmm. or or from my experience or longer. Um, it's never less than that. You know, ne- or, or, or I I have not had many shoots where it goes exactly according to schedule mm-hmm. or no, like or, or
2: under schedule. Yeah. Like, um, oh, we got we got we just got this in 15. Yeah. But we allocated 30. And what are we going to do now? You know? yeah
0: like I've, I've always had shoot most, most of my shoots are like we get it done just in time or like we go a little over mm-hmm. but um it's yep. yeah like you everybody's especially if you're acting in it and directing mm-hmm. the reason i tell people like act and direct on in something for the for once like just for one, at least once then you are so conscious of wasting people's time because you're being a fucking thespian uh-huh. you know doing your shit and you're like oh wait i didn't get the line right everybody's watching you like i could be somewhere like you said i could be doing something else better right now for me like quentin tarantino's thing is like he doesn't want to act in somebody else's movie because he's like why would i be in your fucking stupid movie when i can be in my fucking stupid movie um yeah, but sounds uh, like something you'd say yeah. <laughs> my yeah my favorite what sorry no, go ahead what my favorite line of his is like you know people complain about the violence in my movies like well you came to see my movie like don't go to see Metallica and, and turn tell them fuckers
2: to turn the music down. <laughs> They're loud. <laughs> of course Quentin Tarantino um, likes Metallica. That's <laughs> perfectly on brand. A tool fan or something. tool. Uh what what were some of your inspirations for the film? Uh jeez. Um well here's I guess we can get the film talking. Um there's I, I've had, you know, all all the great surrealist artists who, you know, really wave it in. I mean You know, I'd say in terms of where the story went and how you kind of play with this idea of like dream versus reality, that's definitely a big like Charlie Kaufman thing. Um, You know, he's constantly bending. You know, he presents like a very real world and little elements, you know, Malkovich uh, adaptation, stuff like that are like slowly bent and kind of they come undone the seams and you have this idea that it's like. It's a world that looks real but has certain things in it that just are stranger than that. They, they they went Blood did so well. Mm-hmm. Um Robert Altman, uh the player, bro, does the same thing. You know, it's I think I've seen that movie about movies, but in a way that, oh, I is love that film. both yeah. satirical and also like has some real depth to it, like in a way that a regular satire wouldn't, because it's just poking fun. Yeah um Day for Night. Uh, Truffaut movie, probably his best, I think. It's the thing that broke him and Godard up. Um, it's a movie about movies, and it's fun. It's exciting. Um, it's like a proto-West Anderson. Wait, it broke them up? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe Godard wrote him like a long-ass letter, because that's more or less what he did in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, Jane Fonda. Uh, uh, other names I'm not thinking of. Uh, basically saying that like the movie you just made is like counterfeit it's like corrupt it's bankrupt it's complete shit it's uh you know because it i mean to be fair it is like a sugarcoat movie about movie it's like you know what they show you at the universal tour or the hollywood tour you know it's the lights the stars the and to his point the movie is completely that but it's charming all the same it's entertaining and godard would rather go make weekend which is great but for other reasons and Pure LaFue. I have a reason. rule for myself, and I don't know if I'll ever—I don't know if I'll completely stick
0: to this forever. But my rule is to never make a film about filmmaking.
2: I figured I'd get mine out of the way first, you know. <laughs> so have to do it again. But I was like, I don't—I I, don't, I, I love—I
0: mean, I love watching those movies, but it's like I feel like it's sna- a snake eating its own tail. I almost didn't make Rusty Spade just because I felt like I'm—I didn't want to do something that I'd had. I didn't want to. I I, I was going through a pit phase where I was like trying to just work on new things mm-hmm. and get good at coming up with new ideas. But I I, I kind of want to mix it up and do go back and do things. But I think for whatever reason, I didn't put as much work into Rusty Spade as I should have, or I rushed it. Can I think there was a subconscious thing where I just wanted to get it done with? Mm-hmm. Felt more like a chore than a piece May, of art. I think, and I think it's because yeah, I think it's because I was subconsciously feeling like I shouldn't be working on it. I should be working on new things because when I come up with new ideas, I factor in that the idea needs to be something where I feel like I'm moving forward as a person in some sense. Mm-hmm. I need to, I there had, that. You can't lo- hang yourself on one thing. There has I'm to, to be a lot going on in it. That is, I know subconsciously I might not know at the time why, but I know subconsciously it's going to move me forward as a person. There's going to be a lot of incentive in doing it. Um, yeah, totally. Um, and that that'll lead me to another question I have later for you about what leads you to make a project, but mm. we'll get into that. Um, but first, Mike, um, what was what was your experience from working on this film? And um, yeah,
3: with real oranges. Yeah, uh, I got to say, I mean, I know you you're saying it's it's stressful time wise and and everything, but compared to other sets that I worked on early on, um, I thought you guys definitely kept to the schedule. I didn't always feel like we were there's been times where just i just thought why are we doing this now and you know they can people tend to take advantage of actors especially when they're doing it for volunteer purposes um Mm -hmm. that the thing you said about getting the peanuts from the car feels like 30 minutes when you're on a film set i mean we've had yeah there's just been experiences where i felt like even though there were you know little side things i felt like um there was never a time where when we were working and not like not breaking that it shit wasn't getting done. Like it always felt like something was getting done, but, um, I, it was a fun experience and you guys were great to work with. Um, but I definitely found it more challenging than, um, doing something more intense. Like it's for rusty spade, obviously it was challenging because it was, and I, I was a little more, a little younger and less, mm-hmm. um, you know, confident in myself. Um, it was challenging cause it was a 15 minute one take. Yeah. But, um, with real oranges, like that was twelve would, minute one take or yes, twelve minutes. Felt like felt like yeah, fifteen or thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, forty minutes. Yeah, real oranges was way more difficult than I expected to act because it, it, especially with my character kind of being the 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 buddy that is just along for the ride, it uh, being natural and making it feel like conversation and not, um, maybe uh, doing a more intense acting kind of experience. It was just hard to to like ease into that natural flowing. Conver, uh, whatever the word is, you know, conversive. Uh, is that a word? <laughs> yeah. Dial. No, it's a word. Yeah. Word now? <laughs> it's a word now. Put yeah, yeah, it like like in the dictionary. Like um,
2: the improv sort of yeah. way of Yeah. And, like, and you
3: say, like, you know, just like, I'm uh, trying to, the one scene in particular without giving too much away where I was looking at a piece of art and it was involving uh, just off the cuff, like, oh, that looks great. It just, it was, it was challenging to to kind of be natural in those moments and not, give it like the gusto of like whereas acting you can get in that mindset Mm -hmm. um to where like that intensity kind of just allows you to flow through with acting whereas in that you just had to be natural and you had to make the dialogue believable and sound friendly because they were just friends you know and it is definitely interesting but it was um good experience it was it was well well ran (laughs) i thought appreciate
2: it it did not feel well ran I think it felt <laughs> like it was disastrous it just ran all over the place i just deleted but, all my questions oh no <laughs> wait hold on well seems like a good time to go into my tirade oh, no. about, uh, all the things i can't stand well
0: i just deleted it wait a minute did i just delete all the questions okay well
2: oh nah, I, I i forgot I to back. mention uh Elaine may uh i guess we can kind of weave that into it uh yeah mikey and nicky which is that's another one that inspired it was <laughs> That was very much where I want the performances to come from. Um, you know, I, the, the first character I thought of was actually yours and I wanted like a Columbo, you know what I mean? So, you know, who better than to go to the man himself? And he's fantastic in that movie. He's like literally on his money the entire time. Uh, a film shot in Philly in the seventies, you know, really, really pretty, like rainy, like streets. And Ned B, uh, rest in peace as of recently was in it. He's great. Um, cassavetes of course and that movie i think it was probably the number one inspiration just because of how the dialogue flows how good a laid bay is at making a john cassavetes movie and just how i
3: it, it, it was a, it's an inspiration in general to me i just I, I think it's you know one of the greats just a quick plug for philly too like you said that rainy kind of vibe that's why and there's not a lot of film makers in philly and and you know shoots in general it seems um but what i think is so great about philly and filming in philly is that it has that kind of new york rainy vibe to it at times and then you could also get the old feeling in like the old city and then it has like that that real urban center city like i feel yeah. like philly has so much between the culture and even though it's a smaller city it still has a little bit of a big city vibe that you know some of the other ones have that i feel like you can really do a lot like the end scene
2: of blowout i love that he's uh travolta is chasing after the killer ah, i saw that recently yeah <laughs> that movie is so cheap it's 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 it, bo- it goes it's back John and travolta. forth with me for being yeah he is I, i've seen someone like some people regard it as his best movie i don't know what they're watching because <laughs> i think he's like so you know he's like Hammy. it's like he's better in greece bro but, <laughs> uh yeah the last scene of the movie he's, he's chasing the killer who's after uh who's that meg griffin no i Meg griffin. No, it's Is that family? Oh, Jesus. No, i Griffith, but it's also not her. Um, But he's chasing her through, and I think he, like, runs through City Hall, and then he runs through Reading Terminal Market, and then he ends out at Penn's Landing. But it's presented as if those were three combined shots, so he just crossed, like, from City Hall down Market. It's so like a mile, like a mile, something like that, in like thirty seconds. Wow, that
0: was Penn's landing where they shot that.
2: I think right at the end where uh, the big the that's what, it's big where shot the
0: oranges. I I, it. I think I. <sighs> that had cool lighting there. It Is might it? not be, <laughs> really but it's cool. it's it's in that area. I know that, and they got that. <laughs> I was watching that ending where he's driving through the streets and through the. He's driving through a uh oh, what is it a parade
2: going on uh oh, that yeah, shit yeah, wouldn't yeah. fly today like yeah. like they'd, they'd be
0: gunned down immediately i think yeah. he's, he's
2: driving that beautiful jeep in oh that my movie. god it's a nice blue jeep i think and I, I guess the movie's got a little bit of like an automotive uh uh constant throughout it but i love i love random.
0: the ending where oh he gets, my god what a and holy shit don't don't spoil it i will was,
2: but does it seems to suggest we'll something tell you about his character later, and and, and, and I'm like, holy shit! Why didn't they explore that more? Show this guy as kind of like a two like that, that is like a crazy duality that they just give you at the end of the movie. Uh, like, yeah. Where where was that, dude? Maybe ham. Maybe sorry. I was gonna say maybe hammy wasn't so Travolta. Maybe Travolta <laughs> would have been not so hammy if like we had a little more. <laughs> I don't know. I I to be honest, I everyone hyped up blowout forever, and you know the palm was great, but I thought it was like it's not right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um. <laughs> quick question i'll try not to spoil real oranges or give anything away but um you mentioned the scene where you're examining the artwork and i won't say what it was but is that a metaphor for is that and that's is that thing a metaphor for real art you're using that as a metaphor for real like subject or subjective art or some your definition of true art in the film is
2: that what it was I, it, it occurred to me later i think it, 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 it's part of that i think it also part a short short of a sort of like shared artistic vision that literally manifests as the same thing as in you know you got these different people who keep seeing mm-hmm. the same images and uh, i guess their right. individual perceptions of it but yeah also what you yeah. said it's a little bit sort of the subjectivity of art and as like flat of a theme as that is sort of like the not literally the subjectivity, but the reaction to it. You know what I mean? The sort mm-hmm. of uh, the sneeze. What? Sorry, no, you know, <laughs> that's what I was. Saying. Oh, yeah. I am. okay. Yes, the sort of uh, you know what it says to the individual. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, and and uh, yeah, I, I wanted to ask that because I, I realized that as I was color grading, I was like, "Oh, that's what that's what this means." Because I, I thought about what the because di- di- when you when you do a film, the dialogue from the scenes because <clears> they're said over and over again it's like stuck in your head right because you've seen it every, like very subtly different ways from each from the actor and on each take and and it gets burned in your brain unlike the script um when you read the script but uh, I, I won't stay on that too long because the audience because it doesn't occur to the audience like doesn't it's not as useful to the audience if they've not seen the film um they're not going to
2: it's not going to come out ever <laughs> <laughs> real what no why why, why? Uh, because it's, it's it, it'll uh, it'll have gone away the prints are going to be uh, long dead before it's finished I'm kidding. I'm being sarcastic, but <laughs> that kind of ties into a little bit of <laughs> theme in there. Yeah, no, no. For real, the... Uh, the My heart the, sank there for a second. Sh- sh- <laughs> <laughs> no, you can have some, too much money into it for it not to yeah, be finished, right? but getting the film shipped away and the processing and some of the takes coming back bad and some of the negatives just not being good from like straight out of the gate has been a nightmare yeah you find out you can't like copyright it or something so you can't
0: release it (laughs) yeah i I, I, short story about that i i I was up later than i should have been i was up on the i was on the phone for three hours with uh the library of congress uh the copyright department or whatever i was i was on the phone for three like a hold for three hours because i was trying to like get access to my account again so i can copyright something and i'm like 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 uh I don't know if I my password changed or something. I don't. I don't know. It's, what were you trying to copyright? Uh, uh some uh, sketch. Uh, I'm trying to figure out whether the copyright sketches I do. Oh, interesting to like put it under a name or something. Or no, no, just to copyright it so that nobody can steal it. Oh, but right, then again, right. I honestly, I'm not sure because my sketches aren't as big
2: a deal to me as my right. films. Mm-hmm. Hey shit, yo! Know, if you see my stuff and you want to steal it and upload it for yourself, please do. Okay. I don't care about my name being attached to it. I just want my stuff out there. So, yeah, feel free, yeah. post it, send it to your friends. Burn it into a DVD for the two people who would ever do that. Nobody <laughs> uses DVDs anymore. But hey,
0: so Mike, what was the lesson you learned from? I forget. If, not for, I forget if I asked this or you answered it. What was lesson you learned? What was the biggest lesson you learned from the the film? Um, mm.
3: Real oranges. Or Rusty Spade as well? <laughs> I'm going to say the lesson I kind of learned in general getting into acting and getting comfortable with acting was um, just for some background doing... I, I didn't do many acting classes or anything like that. I did a couple uh, with the modeling agency. And mm-hmm. it's difficult for me in those moments because it's... Uh, you know, I'm not really a shy person, but in those moments you, you feel like... You're not. What I learned was, um, you know, with acting is it's really not about you. You just have to be an addition to the story and help bring it to life. And I found that mm-hmm. to be an easier way of look, um, you know, diving into the to the story and being a part of the story by just understanding that not that you're a cog in the wheel, but like you're you're not. No, you you think about yourself as not you know, the end all be all or the right. I mean, you are your job is your role is just as important. You want to do your best. But um, and you're a, you're adding you're in addition to the art basically, rather yeah. than you're helping support. It up, yeah, you know, prop it up. And you want to get involved so that you can I'm trying to find the words for this. You can just mold that story and and, and build it along with everybody else instead of, um, you know, it just being about you <laughs> or a piece just, of it. But not pieces and you're part of the machine you're a contributor to it you right
2: I mean? you actually have some input
3: yeah and your input is necessary to uh, create what what is being created yeah. and and that you're advancing the story by addition and not just i mean i th- I think that analogy is literally trying to say that that like you know a cog in a
2: watch bro if it doesn't have that cog but you know how intricate watches are don't worry. yeah yeah a little philosophy oh, that's a good that's, a good philosophy. that's, <laughs> that's oh. why i use my digital casio bro no, no parts. <laughs> and I, with... i'm pretty sure i have the same like i, I would get this oh, yeah i got a, old g-shock bro i still have it and it still tells time great what it, a, what about
3: rusty spade with rusty spade i was gonna say like the, you were
0: the lead on that it was a 12 minute the,
3: felt like 15 minute uh I, one take i would say as difficult as it could be just it's it's seeing role. seeing it at the end um you really not that it's a relief, but it's that satisfaction comes flowing in watching it afterwards like, oh, yeah, good thing. Like we did it this way because look how sick it is like watching this, you know, as a one take. And, and it's really like, you, you know, you get a little proud like, wow, I'm glad something, I was a to part of that. There's something about it that's unlike anything else that we've done
0: or I've done in terms of intensity of performances, because there's just something intense about you are going to go through the entire film, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. You have to um i mean in the middle of shooting that the reason why it's such a it was such a hard project was it was 5 p.m sun was going to go down in three hours and we hadn't gotten a full shot yet let alone a shot that we like like a take we liked right and so and i i i told my friend we're gonna we're gonna wing it we're gonna get it done and we're gonna have a bunch of takes that are good and we have to choose which one i was wrong (laughs) and i was like so so taken aback by that and in the middle of it i i was so i was just burned the fuck out by 5 p.m and we haven't even gotten it done Mm. and it was at that moment that i became a man (laughs) a little bit (laughs) because because you you i kind of grew up a bit from that film (laughs) like i literally can even if you can even look at the conversations i had with people before that film versus after there's a big difference like i there were people i i just stopped talking to after that film mm. cuz i just i i was like
2: you got the stare now
0: yeah <laughs> there, a little bit i like the white stare. hair in my beard here this is the, 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 the this is a running thing where every podcast i bring up the white hair in my beard not really. it's not it wasn't it wasn't it's not a joke it happened it's like but it was at that moment where i was like i have to get this done today because What's going to happen if I don't, these guys are not going to be available the rest of the summer and we're going to have to wait a year to do it and I can't do that. I'll have to find new actors, find a new everything, probably because nobody's going to want to do it again after this because it is so fucking hard. Um, And they're not going to, and then these people the woods, you know, I it's... did that film because I wanted to work with like those those actors like Rust, like, like Kevin Kevin, uh, Kevin McCallie I wanted to work with him and show him that I you know I'm I'm dependable I can you know or like we, that we can do something amazing together and if I didn't do that then I'm like oh I can't use him for my future films or or like my feature film I wanted to do you know um but I, I don't know I I mean it's like you you learn a lot from that and you learn to get the fuck up and be late and you have to do it you there's nobody else here that's gonna do it you wanted to do this well do it um it and seeing that end product really justifies it yeah but it's like doing it pulling it off just pulling yeah i i mean i remember just pulling every ounce of energy i did not have after 5 p.m i was just i had to pull some demons out like <laughs> i was it, it was it was one of those weird days that just kind of fucked with me for a while. And then that dude in the woods came through
3: ruining a, ruining a good take. We were take. in the middle of
0: a take, and, yeah, and uh, the, it was his property. Out. But I just talked to his son, who was my friend, and I, I didn't think to ask him, his dad. Um, I should have yeah. thought to do that. Um, but uh, we're, I went from, you can hear in the audio, I went from like, I'm going to kill this person. to Because I thought it was some drunk idiot coming through from a party. So go, we heard doing? music happening. Yeah, that whole was, time. And I find out later it's because they have a, a party venue there nearby <laughs> for med- weddings and shit. And, uh, but, uh, I didn't know that. And, uh, so we're, we're, we're there's like parties and like a wedding going on. It was a wedding ceremony. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, why are they having parties no, somewhere nearby? And, uh, but uh, like we did that. And then this, per- I thought it was a drunk person from the party, just the way that it sounded, but it was actually my friend's dad. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I was like, uh, i guess it's the way you talked <laughs> but it's like i but then as soon as i found out who it was i was like
2: oh hey, hey mister yeah.
0: <laughs> you know like, don't
3: kick us out like uh we're just uh i was like why why do you get cars on my lawn and but uh, i mean that's that's frustrating in any situation filming let alone yeah. the, uh, a, the middle of a one take i was like dead in the middle of it and it was going good if i remember correctly that one <laughs> yeah i mean i wasn't
0: it wasn't <clears throat> the best take the best take it was because when the battery the, the, the ba- died. this battery died and it's because the battery shows you how much battery life there is on the back of it. And I had it down here mm-hmm. and you had to flip the camera up every single yeah. time. I did I should have had like a first AD reminding me every tank to check the battery, check the battery, check the battery. I was the first AD. I was everything. Yeah. I was the writer director, the DP. I
3: was yeah. Yeah. should have just been the makeup person too.
0: Yeah. Or anybody. Um but she was she was clutch. She fucked Yeah, it. they came couldn't in have been clutch. I, yeah. The reason why we didn't do it the next day part of it was because she couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I could I any anybody else could. Do it the next day um, or like a second day because uh, it's just it's tiring. Um, yeah. I wonder what would have happened if we did a second day. Hmm. But uh, I wouldn't have been out. I would have been out of it um, to this day. I think about am I ever going to reapproach that film um, and try to like make it into like a feature film or something. I had some ideas. But uh, let's get into uh, how did you guys both get started with what you do? You, you're an actor
3: and then you're a writer director. Let's let's start with Mike this time yeah um take everything with a grain of salt because i do still work in an office every day (laughs) um i i mean growing up i just loved film and especially horror horror movies um i never really sat there when i was watching as a kid and thought this is what i want to do but as as college came being in front of the camera for broadcasting keep going sorry i'm just moving your mic yeah i'm all over the place oh no you're good um going into college um Mm -hmm. I got into broadcasting, a little bit of radio. I kind of got steered in that direction, having communications as a major. And I would do the news every week. And just being in front of the camera got me comfortable enough to one day say, uh, right next to my dentist was Mainline Models and Glenn Mills. And that was never really my passion. I never wanted to be a model. But uh, I thought, you know what, this could be an in somewhere, uh, even if it's just getting me some professional headshots. I walked in there, and um, it is what it is. But they – kind of gave me some pointers and that led to um you know whether it's just different casting calls film.org and I thought this is something I want to do and I might as well try to do it now while I can and just applied to a couple different auditions um when it did a lot of volunteer work um you know never got and I, I didn't care never got paid to be an actor but um there were certain situations where you don't want to get taken advantage of as an actor yeah um oh we, we got uh, some t- things we could talk shit about <laughs> yeah I, don't <laughs> the, get me the sorry
0: zombie film in philly yeah. that was
3: going on were you involved, part of that we will not have to say I, the I name was, already but yeah i was with them but i was not a part of that that film yeah um big 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 production what was this no it was um i was on it a took two a, hours for the director to show up i w- cast a casting student or <laughs> slept in no all sorts of shit for the i i was on it was in uh i don't want to get too detailed with it oh yeah yeah. Um, no, but we it, won't even talk it, about yeah. it uh just not not <laughs> respecting anyone's time yeah the, um and that's why i was so appreciative of you guys um as well but it just really i wasn't positive that this was the avenue to go down uh with acting but you know the more the more you're in front of the camera the more confident you get and it's really just kind of going back to being a part of a story for me it's not so much about any personal gain so much obviously you want to make a living in life but it's mm-hmm. more of just and john said it on the way here or maybe you just said it uh, about just getting it out there is just i think it would just be cool like just sharing what you find uh, interesting and, and what you're passionate about with the world whether people like it or not just getting it out there mm-hmm. and just and just showing I, I don't your, remember your when I said that. talents. I think you right. I think it was, was it, in the car. Maybe it was. Um, it was a nice and, ride, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It didn't. It didn't rain. That, <laughs> that was, was nice. Rain. What is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> on is the way just, here. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so about. I, I would say yeah. Really, just starting through the modeling agency and trying to gain those connections so that I can do something I think I would like to do and and I think acting's so cool. Just being a film nerd and i'm not as much into the old films as you guys which i probably should be but you know growing up and I, I talk about this a lot but the show lost like when i was watching it that really just like i was like that they can like put this onto a film uh, onto a medium whether it's tv film like mm-hmm. that people can create this like anybody can like create that and i mean you need the talent and the brains but mm-hmm. i just thought it was cool and i was like this is something i really want to be involved in in the future whether it's long term or just one or two things i could just put out in the world not to mention the cast bro uh, yeah
2: they got the they they hired from like the house of second rate actors and oh my god they spun like half of them into like they just stars fit the characters the are, perfectly right it like for an ensemble cast, I man, those first three seasons dude everyone is on it man who yeah and the last yeah <laughs> oh I, I i i i can't stand jack towards the end man i don't know why see it's the opposite oh really Jack's better at the end yeah so
0: i never actually watched law <laughs> oh dude completely. it's great yeah I, I remember in elementary school like, hearing
3: everybody talk about yeah, it yeah that, that, it was a phenomenon that friends. was the original binge water cooler yeah, yeah. oh totally yeah, before totally. before social media and streaming services because you it was could so binge. It. That and dexter too yeah, De- yeah dexter yeah but
0: i but then i heard everybody talk about the ending like being like like it's, what I don't buy
2: it. it's kind of piss it's, Nah, you guys See, you guys are, the,
0: are hating my thing with like the reason why I'm I'm not sure if I'm on board with uh television yet being like the, the new thing um versus film is because it is a I'm not I'm medium. not either yeah but At filmmaking five years filmmaking <laughs> has been around for way longer and the medium of you know the, the just the fit the act well not physical act but like the the act of filling several hours has been so mastered by now and there's so many principles behind it. People have, you know, theorized and shit. But not only that, with television, I've heard this from the Cohen brothers. With film, you're told you can't make it longer than this. With television, you're told you have to make it this long, at least. And what happens is with the creates in terms of the creative act, the act of creativity, your best work usually happens when you're given restrictions. Creativity just flows from restrictions and you, you a lot of times do better work when you create rules that are are rules within reason. Um, and, uh, um, I, I, I get into the, this will, or later I have a question about like what, what's, what makes for great films. And I think like that part of it has to do with, you know, those restrictions you, you set on yourself, what those are and, and, and how well, how effective they are. Um, and sometimes it comes down to like story structures or not story structures or figuring out your own structure to your movies. Um, like Kubrick, I think 2001, like there's, I think he created a lot of structures for his own movies. Um, especially that movie that it's kind of like, uh, like if you ever listen to the album pink or pink void's dark side of the moon,
2: each track in that has it's,
0: it's, it's, it matches up.
2: What? Yes, I have dabbled with the album and we could talk Pig Floyd for like six oh, hours. Oh, if you shit. Order. No, we don't,
0: let's not do that. <laughs> but it's like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. But no, they, uh like, it's like each track, it, it's like this own thing. There's a structure, like, it's an own structure. It's its own, you know, theme. And like the album cover is light shooting into like a prism and then it turning into all these different shades. Those different shades are like the tracks of the album. It's like they shot light into that and the album came about. Do you have
2: a favorite track by chance? Time. Without, oh, without it, a time.
0: doubt, time. My I, favorite track.
2: I'm too after you. I love On the Run. It's a great song. It's, dude, it's good. It's, got it's a good. Tempo to it. It's oh, I
0: love it. Th- I mean, but that whole album, like, I, I have it in my car. Like, I'll, yeah.
2: usually I'll listen to that on the way home from Yeah, places. Metal by Chance, their 71 album. <sighs> no, I don't Undisputed, know. I think, I've best been, Pink Floyd. I probably so listen to it a bit. You've probably heard a song or two yeah. of it. It's a little bit more under the radar, but certainly not like their most unknown album. It's yeah. pretty popular.
0: But like I, <laughs> what I'm getting at is, there's a structure to that music. I think it's not like there's a, it's not like a three act structure or something. But they have a structure in the music, and I think that's why it's my favorite album. Yeah, of course mm.
2: they uh, they made it so it would stick up with uh, the Wizard of Oz, bro. No, really, no, no. Well, there's no that whole thing came up. I think Roger Waters even commented Dude, somebody, on the somebody, Wizard even, of Oz is all Somebody said the same thing about Paul Bart, Paul Blart, Mark Malko too. <laughs>
0: If you if you sync it up with that, album? you could find that Pink enough, Floyd, Dark you know. Side of the Moon. If you, oh, really? if you play Dark Side of the Moon <laughs> com- against Bar- like Ma- Blart, Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, I think or one, I think it's two. When he's going on the Segway, spinning around, Great Gig in the Sky is playing, and it happens right when she does that big like like she just belches out those like those line like those like the singing. It, it, and it and it's there's so many moments like that do you do you cutting clips for this podcast do you like do clips or oh
2: yeah there? this is gonna go on instagram yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I was gonna, no I was gonna say <laughs> or, like, yeah
0: no there's or, there's gonna be clips that go on Instagram like a really uh, short like, I one I want to see minute.
2: the Paul Bart slip oh, yeah. <laughs> what's his name Paul Bart. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's Paul, Paul Blart. Bart. Paul but no, Bart, we're, we'll we'll do that. I also cut up like YouTube clips, like,
0: oh, okay, like ten yeah. minute YouTube clips, or less. like more
3: or less. So, um, but before we move on, I if I Paul may, Blart. if I may add to oh, yeah. what I was saying, just because um, i was struggling to find the words, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of wanting to do this was growing up and still to this day, and I feel like you guys know can understand this as as film people. The feeling of watching something and to the point where it gives you that feeling when it's done, whether you're thinking about it for a few days or it inspires you and it just because film is that medium that could give you like that feeling like no other. I, as an actor, I always feel like I wanted to just give that back to other viewers and give them yeah. that same feeling that I got, whether it's growing up or yeah, you today give watching people, the
0: audience. You want to, you want to give that pe- people a feeling that you got from right. something you saw. Right. I, I feel that too, man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh i didn't finish the point i was making i just remember where i was going with that usually i don't remember where i was going with things and i i go on a tangent and i forget i don't even know where i am so no. <laughs> uh, st- <laughs> the structure in television isn't it doesn't feel like they've figured out structure yet except if they adapt a book into a it's a limited series.
2: Well, um, I mean, you got to have the financial equation in there. I mean, yeah. you know, if if uh, Don Draper gets killed off in Mad Men, which I don't think he does, so it's not a spoiler. I've not seen the show. You spoil but spoiled saying, that He doesn't. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> I suppose. Well, maybe he does die. <laughs> Shh, but I'm saying, you it's know, well, wait, if he if he if he late. dies at the end of season five in the finale, and Mad Men does the numbers that year, he's coming back for season six, or they're getting his brother or something. You know, who is also. You have to have a lot of him. creative. I'm saying as. In, yeah. A movie, you can't release the movie and then be like, I mean, I guess you got the idea of a sequel, but you can't be like, okay, here's the movie and then some, whereas syndicated television, if they want another season, bro, if HBO wants another season, they're getting another season. And that is why I think something like Lost loses it. Like you got four seasons of great Lost and then it feels like they ordered two more and (laughs) and the writers were just like,
3: huh? Well wait, 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 wait? Yeah, <laughs> you know just they, to,
2: they left the island. You know,
3: well, oh, shit. That's uh, that is a spoiler. I, oh no! See, I'm under the impression that everything was answered and everything ties together, and the last two seasons are actually my by, favorite. By, but, by the thinnest string in the world, uh,
2: <laughs> we could go all we could go back and just forth. Just to, like, to,
3: to your point, yeah, yeah with like the strut like that, you need this amount of time. In Lost, there was a, there was an episode mid season three where the writers were not given an end date. They wanted an end date to the point where they were making episodes that people just... Which episode? It's called um, Stranger in a Strange Land. It's widely regarded as the worst episode of the show. And it is about how Jack got his tattoos. And it's such a pointless concept. And it was basically the writer's way of saying like, God, I don't if you don't give episode. us an end date, like this is what we're going to be writing. Because we have no way of... Yeah, they, they need the structure of the end so they know what they can start building towards instead of just spinning out more and more and more and then eventually having to wrap it up. Do you remember that shitty
2: season three episode? I think it was called like passe or something.
3: Expose. With Expose. The with the two
2: characters you'd never seen before that, oh, they were here the whole time. And what do they do? They die. That's, That's it. it. People was... like it though for that reason. Oh, really? People like, like a... that episode? Because oh it's God, a weird it like, it's like it's kind of like the like fly Twilight episode Z- from Breaking Bad. Right. I've not seen the fly it's episode. It's like a Twilight it's, Zone episode. It just then. feels it's like it just
0: feels like it's it's with it's built within itself. Right. And this is why I think like they should have knew not to have Ryan Johnson do Star Wars, direct the, the second s- sequel of
2: movie of which, Star Wars, which one? The Last Jedi. Or- oh, jeez, man! Oh, the new movie. Bo- He's oh, yeah. the one who he, de- he derailed the, that that trilogy. That that was derailed I, I, the second no. it got bought.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, no, I, 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 no you're right you're right i, hate I think uh they, they, they didn't listen to george lucas or you know even, i mean he made me they made me like the prequel trilogy again uh the the, the sequel trilogy <laughs> i i loved it when i was a kid i then i hated it when i became a film nerd and then i loved it again because i'm like oh, no, no, these aren't as bad as i thought they were uh in, in retrospect and like in perspective from the new things but it's like he, he he's good at doing things that are self-contained ryan johnson uh, he, he like he's a fan of Tarkovsky like I am and but it's like I, I think he is uh
2: I like, saw his movie Brick I saw that dives out last year I have to see that it's a good movie uh yeah I, I actually he can, yeah that.
0: he can direct really strong things self-contained but like Star Wars isn't a self-contained thing and I think he tried to like flip the script or whatever he said he wanted to turn people's flip people's perspective or i forget
2: what the star he, wars is also creatively bankrupt invert their invert their expectations or something you could say that george lucas is the greatest con man of all time he sold six movies the same movie and he got you to buy every one of them <laughs> i mean
3: they're I, all pretty simple concepts it's it's as big as the world i is. mean
2: this say does the same thing that happen at the end of every movie man they fight they yeah. blow up the death star <laughs> and they go home <laughs> right you know they win Come on. Basically, dude. basically. Come on. And the third one, you know, the third one I like because there's a little bit more happening. You got you got the Ewoks, you know, you got the Yeah.
3: I, we don't Are you saying the Fast it. and Furious movies aren't complex every single time? <laughs> I don't think I've seen a single <laughs> Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, you, just, they race. Oh, you right? yeah, do. They, do? They, they race and they pull off hoists. I don't know. Sorry oh, to no, any, I, any I, Fast I know, Furious fans. but
2: You've spoiled every movie.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I I was just talking be the
2: assumption that they were like street racers. That's the first few. I think it started as that, but then uh, it, and they were then it, like, like, well, this like is kind of boring. Let's do something else. Well, it pay the bills. I guess they got to yeah, pay another, makes, like, you know. hijacking. Well, I mean,
0: they've, they've built up... Uh, yeah, they've built something up with that. I mean, right.
3: they have a lot of success with they're it. they box office success every year, but it's like you know what you're getting when you go there. And people like that. No no fault to them. Like, I'm not really a Marvel fan because I, I just feel like they're... Touching Selling on the same, same shit, yeah, every week.
0: I'm, yeah. I'm not it's a like, fan of things that are like this. Is why I don't know. I I have another rule: not just making, not making film movies, movies about filmmaking, but also <laughs> don't do a sequel, unless unless I've written it's unless I'm breaking a film that I wrote into two things, into two films, kind of like Kill Bill was. Right, that's fair. Like part part one, and Lord two. of the Rings. Yeah, a um, spot for sequels. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. no you're it's a good point that's yeah. a good point um books but unless it's uh unless that you're unless it's uh what is it the um the the the, 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 the hobbit, the hobbit
2: that they trash. shouldn't have done that no um, i think the uh it's come up now the uh the long-awaited sequel like the 30 plus years like you know that the one where they're like doing you know 2007 so-and-so comes out to 2009 the sequel right i'm talking mm. about the 10-year 20 yeah. gap dude all mm. of a sudden that's become a thing and more surprisingly they tend to be better than worse i think like the long-awaited sequel i you know it's fresh enough dude. the the, the yeah. trade spotting movie was like so good so much better oh, than it should have been it was like wow that was actually kind of all right and yeah that's why uh, I, i'm impressed by it i Boy. might
0: change my mind on the no sequel thing for that reason like there's this thing i, I plan to do that i told josh about it's like it's either going to be a 12 part limited series or a or or a really long fucking film like probably a three to four hour epic, epic. or or <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be like a kill bill part one and two um but it's going to be a long thing and it i'm I, I part the part of the part of me in, it's it, it, it's it's like it, it'll be my star wars or it'll be my big thing it's going to be my hail mary as one other person who knew about it told me like that's this is your hail mary mary save it man like, it's going to be something I do after my World War II film or whatever I do next after that. But it's I might want to do a sequel to it because there's so many plot lines in it. But I want to finalize the first one. I want to get it out there and then know what I have to work with later and years later. Yeah, totally. Like
2: know if the actors are available. Have the rock set and then, you know, have the... The world the foundation yeah, that you build expand. Off it, you know yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: and I'll need time away from it. And if I don't <clears throat> have any ideas that come to me... I'm only going to, I'd only do it if the ideas come to me after a decade where I'm like, all right, I have to do this. Oh, you're thinking
2: really long term. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, like a crazy. decade yeah.
0: later. Right. Or two, I would do it. But decades, 10 years, right?
2: Yeah. Last okay. I checked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't feel like what's <laughs> I, I forgot it for a hey, second. think about the last decade, dude. Does 2010 not feel like four or
0: yeah, five not years ago? Def- right? ha- that was, Somebody yeah. told me that,
2: like, there
0: hasn't been a good seen. film since 2010. Do you feel like that? Uh, no. Nah. I think it's been like, plenty of good films. There's not saw, as much. I, I think that's like that there's been a
3: drop in quality of films since 2010. Consistently, yes, there's not been as many good films, but yeah. I, I think it's a little pretentious. I mean, to look, say look, look, at,
2: look, look, look at someone like Guy Madden, who's only, like, only gotten better with age. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus, I think Forbidden Room might be 2008, so I guess that doesn't count. But uh, what's he did a short film a couple years ago called Glorious, and it might be one of my, or no, Glorious, Glory, some shit like that. It was, you know, it was, like, 15 minutes long. It's a really, like, cerebral, like, black and white, you know. It almost looks like, um, like a scene from head. It's, you know, quickly <laughs> cut. You know, a lot of really phallic imagery. And really, it's it, it's strange. But he did that in, like, want to say, like, 2017. And, like, wow, mm. I'm still, like, shook by it. It's really, really great. What could television do to be
0: more... To be as good as film, I th-
2: I, and I, I'd say that because, and you want me to give my reason first. I mean, wishfully thinking, it's the money equation. If money does not exist in television, and it's all kumbaya, we make it for the artistic, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, you know, passion. Then TV gets a lot better, but that is wishful thinking. I know? would say, I would say, and this is this is not going to happen.
0: But write the entire season, not, not 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 the entire season. Write the entire show. Right. All and for buddy reasons,
2: obviously, they that's can't not, do that. and
0: That's not possible. Yeah. Plus, like, what if an actor dies an actor, on, like yeah. in real life? once out. yeah, Or once out. Yeah. Well, re- recast them. Find a bet, somebody to recast them, but, but that might not work. Especially if they're one of the main people that, um, with the end
2: already written, they're... Yeah. Uh, uh, that's why, like, like I'm... Do you see Shameless, bro? They did that. They wrote off... Uh, did you see Shameless? Not really, no. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, like, I'm, I know. And
3: but, I'm, but I'm,
0: if you have to sucked. write... You can't write off the characters, though in order like like once it, it defeats the purpose because they it's did. like the it reason off. you wrote you know the reason you write the entire sh- like if, if you if you do write the entire show all five seasons or whatever um you know you, you you know the reason you do that is so that the quality is so it's so taut it's so tight it's it, it, that there, there's tension to it like in terms tension in the terms of they they really compressed everything into a diamond that's and that's right now like I'm writing something like a feature film. It's going to be like 80 pages. It's as long as I can get it to be. But it's like I've I, I won't know that the beginning is done until I've reached the ending and I've gone back and done like a few more passes on everything just to make sure that everything's solid because I'm coming up with ideas for scenes in the beginning based on things that are happening later. Like little they're not scenes but like usually but like little elements. Like I realize that there's some really dark shit that I'm going to I want to foreshadow. Because I came up with an idea for like some really dark scenes. I was like, I got to do this. And uh, so I had that idea. And I keep it. But if you you start making the show um, on season one and then you get to season three or five, you're like, oh, I want to add this. But, oh, well, we already did that. We already shot it. It's out there. We can't add this, this thing. That's the stuff that makes for genius level work. That's the stuff like that's what kubrick was famous for because I'm, I'm i'm sure like because he he thought with the entire big picture well how do you think with the entire big picture i think it's because you you focus all your attention on little thing like every little element and then do it again until everything's working in conjunction and he would do that with everything from the framing from 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 the from the scenes from the drama the script the story and where he wanted the audience to be emotionally, I think he just did that with everything, and the color palette, all, all sorts of elements, and that's why you know we regard him as like a such a, a genius. And it's because, but you can't do that with television right now. Until somebody does something like that, television is not going to be as good as film, in my opinion. And people can disagree with me. <laughs> but, I mean,
2: uh, you also have the long run element where television has overall become more cinematic. You know, we, we think that this is uh cinema copies tv because it's more successful it's the other way around i mean you know compare shit what's what kind of detective shows they got on right now whatever detective. Yeah. C- you know compare that to like a serial episode of columbo or something or you know a- a- any old syndicated television is like you know you got your villain of the week <clears throat> episode of the week and we've now adapted to going to, you know, your Breaking Bad, your Mad Men, all these shows that came up in the late 2000s into the early 2010s that really kind of set a new level, you know. Mm-hmm. It was the AMC, it was the, uh, it's hard to, HBO, uh, HBO more or less. I mean, Sopranos is probably the most important show, not itself being the best show, but. I think the more, most important and telling of what's to come. This is the new. Yeah. This is how television is now. You know, it's long. It's seasonal with big breaks in between, and it's all in an effort to keep you invested and subscribed,
3: yeah, for as long as possible. You know, I would say Lost is a big one there too. Just, I mean, it had the most expensive pilot. Was that in was that on HBO or that was ABC? Okay, so so, if you're, so if you're it was Lost specifically right. HBO? No, 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 no. no, no i just, too. I was just
2: curious. Is, is that true? Well, they, they, the pilot? they really did crash that plane. Yeah. Of, <laughs> yeah. And they had, uh, you know... A, a, they lost like, the, like 35 crew doing that. It's terrible. <laughs> Horrible what? tragedy. No. Yeah, they, they crashed the plane. They they said, uh, Lindelof said, that the only way to make it look good <laughs> is to really fucking do it. So they <laughs> did Fuck
3: it. with me. <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude. They paid the actors like 200 bucks that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it helps with... And I think score is actually a big for me at least yeah music um and that score beautiful it is oh, beautiful really, man michael really cacino who does star he did um uh what's the what's the one in between uh the prequels and the the original trilogy the original trilogy what was that one called it, it's a newer one star wars star <laughs> it doesn't matter luke skywalker either way and Darth Vader, um uh... Rogue oh. One, Rogue One. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 that, yeah that. I did. So,
2: <laughs> I did see that. I don't know why. It, for me, I, I yeah. the one, the main I, one. I think the mind. two
3: things for TV though is, is in my opinion, is the score that I'll watch. My dad will be watching. Sorry, Dad, he'll be watching a uh, a network <laughs> show, and the music is just that generic. Television network music, and I'm like, I'm not getting invested in this. Well, that's paid for a score, no doubt. Right. You know Whereas, like, like some have like, like Michael Giacchino was was good because he had the Hollywood Orchestra and it really added the, added the um the effect to the show. The and the percussive other oh, I I percussive love the drums album. and yeah, yeah. so just it, it's all it's, over the place. Yeah. It me of like an
2: old like Kuga album or like really like Latin <laughs> jazz sort with, of like with that tragic with yeah with like in, it, in, it sounds like they're hitting on trees, yeah, like hollowed out like tubs and stuff. It's so like. I don't know it creates like such a 3d like audio space right i really love that
3: immerses you latin orchestra all it's <laughs> but and bigger. along with showing and don't telling that i've noticed a lot of tv shows do i mean the I, I watched the pilot of manifest that um i think i heard about that show oh yeah it's like that, the lost ripoff right yeah and I, i'm thinking of the differences here not to try to compare but there it starts with her just narrating what's going on in the show and i'm like it doesn't suck you in as much as someone just waking up on an island and silently going into the plane crash and, and getting involved. That's and ha- that's showing. In. Whereas, yeah, these network televisions just they tell you what's happening You're, and they try to bring you into the story by explaining what's going on, explaining the world, and it's like. How are you supposed to get immersed in it if you're just being spoon fed everything that's going on? Can I, feel, I say? Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So no, you, you go. I, I also hate
2: the last shot of that show where it's like the mirror of the first shot of the show.
3: Yeah, spoiler, Spoilers. Spoiler, oh, Well, spoiler. I'm not saying what Come happens. On, I'm just man. saying
2: like, oh man, you, you hate when they do that, that I,
3: dude. That's I don't that's hate
0: the, when they do that. Save I just the hate cat. When they did. it. You ever read her the book? Save the cat. You, yeah, I read it. He, I, yeah, uh, those literally Stider. one of the beats, like the like final image and, <laughs> and like the. Oh, you're right.
2: Yeah, yeah. He wrote a whole the thing out that
0: Yeah, he had. That's one of the things that um so i
3: uh i think enough is done right prior to that to decide the setup but like
2: uh, you know you, you could tell that scene yeah. where they go with it and you're like oh come on bro really and then the plate flies over there with a, no honor yeah, with a lot right. of things uh yeah, they jump the death <laughs> They up um, the jet fuel on them. <laughs> with music
0: I, I i lately i've been actually kind of veering towards um excuse me possibly trying to i think like my next feature films there's a possibility i might not have music in them and here i can explain why when i was growing up um one of my i think one of the films that influenced me the most and i was in first or second grade when i was saying this on tv it was no country for old men (laughs) Too young yeah, to be watching. Barely any it. music. I didn't understand it, anything. I was watching, <laughs> like, you know. I was just seeing. I was seeing it at like 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 a scene of it here, or a few scenes of it here, and then going away, and then watching like earlier in the film, or coming back and seeing it later in the film. At and that I age, did, you're never fully. Yeah, watching. It, yeah it, you I you just saw remember. it in episodes and fragments, mm-hmm. and I was like trying to piece it together. Like, what's going on? But it, there was never a film like, like 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 that that I saw. It was on TV all the time at the time, but it was it wasn't a film that I had seen before. Uh, around that time that that made me think more about it than that film and also the same was like i saw breaking bad kind of same like some episodes were on tv and i always kind of late as i was growing up i was like oh i these are these are in order i should be watching it in order and uh, i never did until later and it's a masterpiece um but we can get into it but it's like they uh i think um with uh no country for old men though that kind of solidified my what subconsciously i kind of veer towards with films is i want to make a movie that where it's like it allows people to think for themselves and there's like all, like maybe maybe next to no music but the reason why is because i feel like when you don't have music in a film it allows people to choose what they think which is why we did that with rusty spade i was originally going to have a score but i didn't i, I just couldn't wrap my mind around what the score was well yeah I,
3: it wouldn't have worked with that because that you film. You really feel it.
0: Yeah, that film is so based on, like, like there, it would have made it a worser film if I put music to it. There were some moments where my friend was like, "What if you put music? Like it feels kind of slow the action, like he, the way he hits him or something." Or so why don't you add like a little musical cue? That was perfect when I when yeah you know he gets like, hit with the shovel. And, yeah, you know, and and, and then there was some of... times where I, I played with silence, like Martin Scorsese would, where it's like you dip into complete silence. Scorsese and silence, holy shit, or not silence, but the movie, but like <laughs> just silence in cinema.
2: Without sound, now, okay, compare After Hours to like Goodfellas. Goodfellas is almost nauseating with how much music there is in it. Just yeah. track after track, some that go right into each other. And to look at After Hours, completely foregoes it. I'm not sure if I've seen that. I have to. Oh, see it's that. well wonderful, man. Everyone, everyone always says that After Hours is the best, and I got to agree to some regard. It's like his most out there, his most not like. which, him. which one's that about? uh new york I'm yuppie that is either. after hours he's going to chase some tail and uh it ends up being like it's it's almost like a sketch it's like you know uh he he's like locked out of the girl's house that he's somewhere else that he gets robbed of this it's yeah, like a it's situational of, yeah a series of unfortunate events cheech and fucking chogger in it like i <laughs> like it's the kind of movie you'd roll your eyes at but it's it's funny try, for one and it's i don't know it's quite good for two
0: but like with, without music, you know, you can allow people to think for themselves um, or if you do use music, use one track repeatedly, but in different situations, but that feel but it still feels right. And it's and because it's the soul of what the, you're making a movie about. Mm-hmm. And then people will attach an emotional feeling to it at this scene. And then they'll have they'll remember that song from earlier and it'll have affected them that way. But then you see, they you show it to them in a new experience. They then add their own meaning to a new meeting. And then you do it again with another thing. But like each moment you use it for, it works because it's reflecting the moment in a different way. And it amplifies it. That's something I might try. I don't know. I really don't know.
2: You kind um, of get morbid with it, you know, like passive association and stuff. There are certain tracks, especially like, you know, studio tracks in some of these movies, bro that you associate with. It. If you hear it on the radio, oh, yeah. if you listen to it on your phone, you hear the scene, you hear them talking. and Especially if morbid, it's original. Right? But like, oh my God, you know, you listen to a certain, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, uh, let's go back to Goodfellas, man. Do you not hear like... Uh, the Stones, Eric Clapton, like any time you mm. see that movie or listen to the songs, you hear that movie. Rather, it's just <laughs>
3: dude, they're cashing in you on it. You see the songs, you, you hear the movie. you know what I'm saying. Is that really know, what I say no. I'm saying. What What about like uh like motifs for certain characters or like if and maybe this is more oh, shows? Yeah. So say there's like a uh, building or like um you know a certain building that they go to once in a while and they come back to, it and that building has a motif where the it's that specific music. For there is
0: some. I'll, I've I've
3: had an appreciation
0: for that but lately but or for a while but i, I kind of like there's something to be said though uh, would, uh, no if you if you do go the route of scoring you should have work with this composer and very be very invested in it where you're develop you're having you know the, the story developed through, sc- through the music you know or, mm-hmm. or you're returning to a character you have a theme for them or a theme for all these different things right beliefs, like you say like, yeah, like the Lord of the scary. Rings design, yeah. like, like, uh, like Howard Shore did that with for, with the Lord of the Rings and it was beautiful. But it's like with, um, but there's something to be said about if you can, you, you know, if you edit without music, I find you push yourself to make the edit better. And I think you should always edit without music. So you're not trying to surround it around the music. Yeah. And, and, and then, magic. and then once it, once the film is complete and you're done editing or is edit or you think you're done. Then get that get a composer on and ha- watch it with them, or before you do that, you know, rewatch it and and kind of write down, do do in writing, figure out what you want, where what music you
2: want, where what at the time code, and I agree and disagree. I you know it's the, that that I totally agree with mm-hmm. it for the editing process, but there are times when they know what they want. You know, opening a season two, bro. Mm. They do right from the beginning. They that want Mama they want Cass. that boba cast song. God, yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah, Without that song, dude, oh, you that know what? No, not... I you know I agree with you no, yeah. on that. Because you know, there's this, you can I, just tell it was baked in there for the beginning.
0: There's a certain song, and I won't say it because I don't want people to use this and and beat me to it. But there's, I want to do a modern war film one day, probably your decades, like a decade from now, <laughs> um, when I ha- and and when I have the money. Um, but it's like I want to do a modern war film. If I'm about modern war or, or 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 i you know they made video w- games about that <laughs> or not that but no like 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 but just about like like because i i talked to somebody who you know was in the military who was like like a friend of mine who i went to school with and they're like they don't have a saving private Ryan for us and i want to do that i want to provide that
2: we haven't had the war that's that cinematic you know what i mean yeah the vietnam thing's been to death but like no like, like the last two, few decades like the iraq war and, and but yeah jughead tr- was kind of good i had yeah that's that uh, was
0: yeah, kind yeah, of no, more about true. the the human but like, yeah, 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 toll, yeah. though. there's like stories about how in fallujah they they had had you know people were picking up they were running out of bullets they were picking up the enemy's guns to finish off enemies and killing them with their own guns
2: like that's like, why you have things like vice news for because yeah. they all get it in real time you know what i mean and yeah. Yeah. present it cinematically
0: but um, that like I have like this track that I'm like I have to get this, but it's gonna be expensive as fuck but to I'll license it or yeah. Um, what track? What track? I I'll, no, I'm not going into it now. Why? I mean, I'll, I'll I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out of the podcast. But uh, someone's oh definitely God. used it before though. No. Oh yeah, but it, for like the what I want to use it for, I want to have it. I want to have the that entire opening be crafted to that song. Mm. And I don't know what it's gonna be, but it's gonna be crafted to it, and it's gonna be, involve a lot of tanks. Like firing bullets, like a, a shit ton of explosions. You could take that. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, House gonna, of Holy. I'll take the it's, whole it's album. Gonna, it's gonna go to. It's gonna be like almost to the level of Michael Bay, but but done in a smart way, uh, you know, in a little more tasteful um, way, taste for you. In a little bit more tasteful <laughs> way. But it's there's gonna be like this. It's gonna be like operatic
2: the way I use it. Um, I want I want to do my uh, Iraq film and have like Avril Lavigne and like uh, you know, Green <laughs> Paramore. There. Yeah, 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 going over it. Really, just
3: tasteful Avril Lavigne. Um, I'd love Avril. Lavigne. Paramore did not have to go that hard for Twilight. I just got to say that now. <laughs> that song is amazing. Um, so, Mike, you were president of your fraternity. What was that? Yeah. Like? <laughs> um, interesting to say the least. Obviously, it's a cliche answer. Um, I went to Widener University, a fairly s- smallish school, big enough but a private school, um, private college. Um. I took it on not really knowing what I was getting myself into. Um, you know, when you have a bunch of uh, drinking college kids that you have to manage, it's <laughs> definitely difficult. Um, and and I kind of inherited in, in an odd state. Um, I think that matured me in a way of one, making, you know, easiest to say, making decisions that people don't like for the betterment of the group. And two, not wanting to deal with the bullshit of, Parties and kids and and just the recklessness of just getting people drunk because it all came back to me, and um, but it was interesting to make decisions and delegate um, based on stuff you know we needed rather than wanted, um, mm-hmm. and trying to keep it all contained so that we didn't branch out into a dangerous area that could have either got people hurt or got us like in trouble with the school like certain parties or certain parties um, things you needed versus wanted what do you mean by that for example we needed um to get in in better standing with the school Mm -hmm. because the school was wideners not they have their greek life but they they change things around we're not allowed to say rush anymore when we're going out to get the pledges um, we so have they to got save. rid of hazing and they got rid of rush. Now. Well, the school does not Wait, what is provide rush? the hazing. What is <laughs> so, not that there's ha- there's no hazing. Um, the is rush, rush is like rec- they call it, they switch to calling it recruitment like you go out to rush a fraternity or sorority you go out and you meet the brothers and sisters and you pledge with them. it's like intense it's like every day it's like something new a mixer you you gotta like know the brothers you gotta know what they do you gotta know their names their brothers yeah. names yeah their dogs names so like a rush event is like volleyball with the brothers and then they come back to the house to like eat and like talk and stuff Did you yeah. guys do cigar and you, night ever? yeah we actually <laughs> we had someone gets who i had on cigar night um they brought back black and milds so that was a failure um that's great you we were saying what we won't versus what we need so like Thank we needed employees. to be in good standing with the school and there are older alumni who thought this isn't so much a want but they thought we needed to send some of the the current brothers and and alumni um to um collections for not paying their dues yeah when while that was an issue because we were in debt I was focusing a lot on do uh, getting shit done with the school and getting a good standing with the school, so we didn't get kicked off altogether. The collections and the debt wouldn't matter if we had no place in a school that was increasingly trying to diminish Greek life and changing words, so that we didn't have we couldn't even say Greek life by the time I was finished. We had to say we had to say fraternity and sorority life. I don't know how is that even like offensive. I don't know it was the, the Greeks, stigma I don't know Brother, the Greeks need everything yeah. they could get right now <laughs> and I, I mean we had people like we had the house I lived in was the, the biggest house where we would throw the parties and they wanted to do I, I wanted to get us to go to volunteer at the SPCA to get some hours in for we needed to do like direct community service hours for, uh, with the school and they wanted to instead throw a, a day drinking barbecue and it was like well we we need to Get our priorities straight here and i quickly became the curmudgeon i never thought i would when being president <laughs> The nazi the, the nazi uh, yeah. um and it i don't know it, it was good it definitely helped public speaking wise um for me but it, it you really don't realize the distance between someone and this is in general in life mm-hmm. someone being a leader and in charge um versus being you know just someone who's along for the benefits of being a part of that group and yeah it was um it's a very it's the oldest saying in the book it's the lone like, coldest loneliest on top or, or you know something yeah, like so that uh, yeah, well, yeah when you know, when you're you one of the, about one of those sayings the only way to look
2: is down I, yeah <laughs> how's that how's that changed your perspective of
0: leaders and leadership and people in leadership positions or parents because
2: that's that's a how's parents... changed your opinion on getting down Sorry, that was cut
1: that out. That was so corny. No, that'll be I don't a good to years. respond to that.
3: Uh, well, with parents, and th- even with maybe without being the president of a fraternity, just growing up, um, I'm someone who, if I'm ever a dad, I think putting your, your child's pr- uh, health and safety is more important than anything. I mean, my, my parents would stop me from doing certain things, and I'm like, well, everyone else is doing it. You know, it's that yeah. old adage. And I, I appreciate them now for that. And I appreciate. I appreciate parents without being, you know, too neurotic and controlling their kids, mm-hmm. um, doing what's best for them regardless of how it looks or sounds. And with the fraternity, um, uh, someone's got to be the bad guy. And I think, <laughs> and I don't mean a bit. Ba- I I mean in in the like, sense, somebody's got to be the bad guy. <laughs> I'm gonna be the bad. Guy. <laughs> Your psyche quickly. What's that they say about every story dies.
2: As a hero and a villain, bro. You know. Yeah.
3: You you We're either you either yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be the yeah but I'm it a, in, who said that in joker me, joker oh, joker <laughs> sorry go on Mike. And, and harvey dead <laughs> but harvey Dent. i think there's two sides of being a leader there's the leaders that there's bad leaders there's there were bad leaders of the fraternity previously um who don't actually care that, you know it's whether it's a power hungry thing um i appreciate the leaders who are who you can generally tell are putting their own selfish and their ego aside to gen- genuinely help the organization and propel it to the future rather than those who are like it's not broke don't fix it um there's always stuff t- in that situation i agree that, there's always stuff know. to fix um even if you don't see it and I'm, I'm i have a kind of a progressive mindset um not you know to keep politics out of it. Not, po- not politically like i'm i think we always, regardless of how scary it might be, like we always have to look through the future and be willing to change with the times. And I, you know, people were like, oh, we're looking like bitches, uh, you know, not, not throwing these crazy parties and stuff. And I'm like, well, this school is, we already got kicked off campus. We already, you know, we already have probationary status and certain social things. We need to make these changes. And I know, and we have to care about the next generation of, people are stuck in their own like i want it to be good for me what do i care about after me when i graduate and if you care about the fraternity you want to keep it going for the future so that you could come back in five years and and still be able to be a part of it because it is something for life kind of you know Mm -hmm. you're what was your initial question
0: (laughs) no no
2: i think you, you answered it um
3: can you do a kegger bro can you guys throw keggers
2: i can't like, imagine we, we never drank you know you, you're <laughs> dry dry house
0: <laughs> yeah we had a dry house no really no
2: <laughs>
0: on, i can't man. imagine like how difficult it is or it can be at times yeah. to get a bunch of like
3: drinking college kids to, to do stuff and like, people that you're really children, close with yeah. it is like children and it's your friends and you don't want to disappoint your friends you don't want to yeah. you don't want to um yeah the peer pressure the you relationship the peer pressure, yeah then. and I didn't realize this till this past year, especially going through the pandemic. You know, it, it wisens people up. You, I still was immature as shit being in yeah. college. Like, you're still a kid. Like, I don't care if you're 21 and an adult. You're still a kid. And and in it's hindsight to realize the decisions you should have made and how much more serious yeah, there, and not giving a shit about what people think.
0: Were there times where you felt like you compromised or you gave in to them because you realized you felt like you're losing – you're Mm -hmm. losing your footing with them Mm -hmm. or you felt like if i if i say no too many times or if i'm not giving them what they want enough or you know giving them enough slack they're not going to take me as seriously and my position like my 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 uh leadership or their them taking me seriously is going to be diminished do you ever felt like that yeah although that's always a
3: feeling that you have to keep in mind and there was uh, that that, that all depends if you if you had power to to like fire them or get rid of them you're like you would put them on like
0: standards to yeah like like if if i'm making a film people are usually professional especially if you can get rid of them like Mm -hmm. and and say like you're not working with us (laughs) you know that has to happen in order to, to run a film set like i can't imagine being on a film set where you're that you are trying to make a film your film and you have to work with somebody you have to work with a certain person And I think this I I might have to face that eventually, but I I I dread (laughs) it.
3: But you got to make that decision at the time. But and I think this bleeds into film as well. Uh, Just the the industry (coughs) is. uh, I took advice from a former president who no longer went to the school about something that I thought that's got to be right. He's got the experience; he's been through it. But I didn't even take into consideration what that current crop of of guys would have thought of that and how it would have affected them. Me making that certain announcement that i thought was so right but i didn't even take in our current um environment and landscape into effect go into what it was it back to the thing about sending guys to collections about not paying their dues to be in the chapter this guy had a more what's collections it's um how do you you know what collections all right it's like it's sending people going to collections in in life if, if they're not if they didn't pay something you I don't really know exactly oh, how it works that you, say, you you like it's like a collection or- a collection agency if you've okay. ever heard of it's kind of like a shark. I could are. be I could be dead wrong about this so I apologize if any Did they break their legs <laughs> yeah, yeah, <you're, laughs> no, it's like a debt collector I guess and okay. you get you get contacted by them and I'm not completely positive this is correct. what happens if they don't pay their dues
2: Death.
3: they're out they could get sent to collections. What or mean, they? Okay. Well, if they don't pay their dues, you could kick them out. I, know, I never went that far. Um, they're just in debt that they eventually can pay it off. It's always there to be paid off. With yeah. the, but he, uh, this guy was a more. It, he it was a different time period. He was much older, and he didn't take into consideration the current landscape. Like I said, of the fraternity along with the current landscape of the school, and that was not the top of my list. I had so much I wanted to do that was not done prior. And I made the announcement of, what do you got to the chapter? We had chapter meetings, and I made the announcement saying, what do you guys think of putting this previous guy on collections who no longer is at school? He's graduated. And I lost morale just like that because everyone, because the people who knew him, the older guys than me at the time, were like, knew what he was going through outside of the fraternity. And, and Whoa, I, oh, yeah and i and i what was it can you go into it or no i'd rather not go into that yeah but um and i I didn't i quickly took the advice of someone who wasn't there every day like i was and applied it to a group that he didn't even know anymore and i think that um affected like i said it affected the morale to you ever
0: heard of the there's a a book the 33 strategies of war by robert green and one of them i think is no don't fight the new war like you fought the last war right and that and that that pertains to countries like or generals or something where they 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 use tactics from the past like in world war one they would like they would charge through fields and shit but they had machine guns they had they would never dealt with machine <laughs> guns so they had literally mountains of bodies and people were having to still charge because right. their their fucking leadership didn't know better like um, paths of glory kind of dealt with a lot of that, you know, and, and people sending their men into, to, into no man's land, not having any appreciation or going out themselves. And, mm-hmm. but that's just an, ex- that's a morbid example of explaining, like people try to apply, like people can fail very easily if they try to apply the past wisdom to a situation that's changed. Mm-hmm. you have to be very attuned to the situation now you also have to like learn from pat the from history or or history of something or the past or what people did in the past but you have to apply it in a way that works for you to t- today
3: and i would say that worked for the set. so the way it would be a calendar year the the president's the term so i started in january of my junior year that's when i was kind of feeling things out and then my senior year fall is when i was able to really just lead and organize things without having to worry juggle all these what should i do and try to make these quick fixes and listen to myself more and the nature of uh the fraternity at the time yeah i guess um and you are the face of it so it's like everything comes back to you and all the good I, and all the bad all the good and all the bad and uh i guess a director is the same way <laughs> yeah.
0: another another an example of like what i think i do with my films today um that i you know I don't, I haven't really applied from the past is I try to make my films as rapid as I can because people's a short short attention span yeah now I mean like I want there to be pauses at moments I want there to be time for people to be absorbed by the moment or the story or what's going on or the characters uh, you know place in their head psyche but I can't I can't let it be too boring I feel because I have to compete with the internet and in porn <laughs> <laughs> like well, like I, that's gonna be succeeds seeds. <laughs> yeah, no. But no, it's like you have to you have to figure out how to um how to, you know compete yeah. with, with what's going on. Other mediums. <clears throat> and that's why I think most people don't watch old movies like me and John do. Um because I partly partly because of that, because it's you know, you you do need like I do need to, to lengthen my attention span to watch those kind of movies. But once you get into them, And you start like what you get 30 minutes in your brain shifts and you kind of go into this um analog mode as a as versus digital versus if you you compare you can compare passive you're you're you you just you 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 take things in and it has more meaning it's like you're, you're you're it's like you're eating a meal versus getting fed candy you know like it takes a while to get into it but once you start getting into it it's like whoa your brain molds to that story yeah and but line, it's like that storytelling but there's life to it that they don't have in movies today like yeah. like 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 the reason i got into tar- like filmstruck and chan channel in the beginning with like, i thought i thought i was i thought i was a a, a film like a cinephile before but then i kind of started listening to like or listening to martin, Scorsese, martin scorsese's masterclass and a lot of, he he said a lot about and i remember listening to interviews or speeches he gave where people need to watch people today need to watch more old films and all this stuff and foreign films and i was i was like how many how when was the last time i saw a foreign film and i was like i need to where do i go to find this stuff because it's not <laughs> out there on netflix or all the you know platforms everybody goes to and watches on and i realized maybe that's because I've always maybe that's why with Scorsese films had there he has this life to them that I don't that, that I hadn't seen from a lot of other films. I always noticed that like where does he get that how, how does he put how does he how, where does he get the inspiration to put that life into that or what can I do as a filmmaker to learn how to put to put some life into my movies more than I I was doing at the time. And I when I started watching a lot of these films I just watched them like hundreds of them. And I, then I was like, even after the first two, even the first dozen or the first few I started watching, I was
2: like, I'm getting it. You want to pick, you want to put life into old Hollywood, bro. You get Grace Kelly to do like some atrocious, loud, energetic accent. And dude, you are, (laughs) I I was watching High Society the other day on uh, TCM. Dude, the first 30 minutes, her accent is so like in your face. It's like, dude, it's like nails on chalk, but. The more you get into it, Sinatra's in it, uh, Dean Martin's in it. It's a great movie. Um, not really. I <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Umbrellas of, of Sherberg? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the, the, genies, the, the, it, the singing, uh, the
0: of, yeah, the singing of it is weird to get used to at first because uh-huh. it's like it feels like it, it's like it's there. Every line is in song of the film. Every line, and but it's not. I don't know if it's rhyming or something, but there's some it just feels like they're singing each line even if it doesn't hmm. rhyme
2: or blah oh, blah that's that's not Gene bro
0: who uh Gene kelly is in uh, the um, the the sisters uh, the the
2: young we, young lemon of werthorpe well, i'm looking at her face right now. who's the lead of that movie um, from from all the uh fucking needs me yeah
0: i don't know, I don't know
2: um, um, but but for for Belle de Jour. yeah what she's uh, like uh,
0: one of the faces of thank you God. Yeah. Christine, something done of You, I forget. Yeah, but she like, like like that movie is so beautiful. the The train platform
2: sequence. Oh yeah.
0: But like I, you know, if I if I was put off by the very beginning about the singing, I was like, I can't watch this. Mm. But I was, I kept watching. It's
2: one of my favorite. Yes, movies. Yes, High Society is also. It like is that. one of my favorite movies I, from now on. I cannot tell you a single slog for that movie. They're all so forgettable. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> You know, it's like Sinatra, Dean Bar. Oh, I'm sorry, not Dean Bar. And Jesus, I'm 0 for two now. It's uh, Big Crosby,
3: but <laughs> who I just found out was actually a very horrible father. But <laughs> and, oh, a big, he, and a bad guy. I never knew that. Yeah, he's, oh. he's he's not a good guy in this yeah. movie.
2: He's, he's a rat bastard. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, the songs are so forgettable, but they're so like well done. It's like you know, you get the greats, you got the Rat Pack doing this. So even if it's like really bad lyrics, it's you know. You, yeah. the quality you're yeah in, you're in oh, it for yeah. the ride so
0: um switching gears what uh, this is in terms of this is probably more might be a more of a writer question or filmmaker question but if this applies to acting or anything you've done uh mike mm-hmm. you know you can jump in we'll get your answer on this but what what do you do to be more productive or creative any routines or advice for people
2: we uh um... we <laughs> Uh, it, I don't know. It, it comes from a number of things. Uh, I feel like you have, I guess, the act of living and the act of observing and seeing what people do, how people are, how you could tap from that. You have the inspiration in the film. You have the inspiration in all mediums, from what you read, from what you are told, any kind of story. Um, you have the obvious uh, drug experience, which completely seriously is you know has some sort of creative stake involved with it or can if you tap into that. You have the I would say to bring it all back, you have the idea, the 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 uh the strive to make something that sparks creativity. You have just the need to develop something, the need to express yourself finds its way into
3: creativity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you if you have any agreements with that. Yeah, uh, unfortunately for me, it, it, whether it's acting or, you know, I don't, I'm, I haven't made a film, but uh, I've not been consistent enough to find that pattern of that what That is the we'll, hard part. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> yeah, for what I know, it's like, oh, before I go for this audition or f- for this, I need to do this. You know, I, mm-hmm. but I, I find just, um, <laughs> it's I keep an all day my- thing. Yeah, I, I mean. I'm yeah. big into into movie scores, so that actually they actually get me pretty, pretty high. Oh, hype yeah. And oh hey, yeah, yeah, I listen to like Hans
0: Zimmer whenever I
3: write. <laughs> a dude, and uh, Beethoven, yeah, he's awesome.
0: like a mixture of be- like Beethoven, Mozart. No, not, not Mozart. <laughs> John Jones.
3: Carpenter for me. You know, um, but, I
2: fear that eventually I will not be able to save songs on Spotify for how much I have on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like eventually they will cut me off because of how much I oh, do yeah. listen and the the variants and just <laughs> cut you off. But then they do have, that? You have a you have yeah. the subscription, right? No, I was joking. I don't <laughs> know they will cut you off. But, oh.
0: <laughs> There's a limit to how many you can have, in a, how many songs you can have in a, a playlist. Oh, uh, what what 10, is ten thousand
2: hours or ten thousand songs? songs? Holy shit! I think my longest playlist is I, I keep them well, short. Like I think my 10, logs dude. is like three hours. I don't. My have mine,
0: super long I have a like a thirty-six hour pot like, oh, like a wow. playlist. I'm not a playlist what guy. guy I just what what kind of music it's, is it? Oh, it's everything. It's it's a, I, it, it is called films I enjoy when oh, music I enjoy listening to or might even put in a film. Oh, uh, Okay, and it's it's you know well, it started a lot to pick from. It started as music I was like oh I music I, I started it is called I, music I would like to put in a film. But then I kind I was like a lot of this is now. And, but it's like it's really liberating because i could just put in whatever music music that i have uh, nostalgia for or yeah or i listened a lot as a kid totally. or was or i had to listen to um but it's like nostalgia is a big factor i for mean me. i listen to all sorts of things like bob dylan led zeppelin pink floyd oh. uh rolling stones the beatles but also i listen to like uh fucking lincoln park or something you know <laughs> yeah shit uh like like or or you know what like uh you know or or Uh, A lot of different, you know, like things from different eras now, like I'm trying to get back into like I used to just list like restrict it to like the old classics and whatnot, like of like Bob or like old like, you know, Bob Dylan or like, like I just mentioned earlier, Pink Floyd, all these people. But I'm like, I gotta I gotta like stop restricting myself and just allow myself to listen to whatever I want. Mm -hmm. But I did that because I felt like it was making me a better artist. Now I feel like if I just let myself be free with listening to music and not be feel like oh I have to listen to just the greatest music of all time um, or what I think is there's yeah. stuff people don't even know is the greatest music yeah. and you find
2: it and it's yeah, yeah. and you have to go in between you it's have great, to just you know? have to
0: uh, expand your palate.
2: Some, um, some days it's Boba cast some days it's Edo, bro. You know, <laughs> you I love, love listen to Edo. What about you,
0: Mike? Do you have any, th- any any things that you help? Oh, you already answered that
3: actually. Yeah, I mean, there's it, it's stuff on the spot where if I'm because like I said, I don't have a consistent pattern of like a, a, a something that I'll do, and I'll be like <sighs> going an audition. I have to do this first. I it really is on the spot. And a lot of times, if I'm watching TV or a movie, and it's something bad, that makes me think <laughs> like, wow, there's other there's better stuff than this. Let's do it. You know, that's a great point though. Yeah, the, or or if like the need to be better. You <laughs> know? Something if I see something cringy. Do you ever? Do you daytime. guys ever meditate? Yeah, uh, I've have been, yeah, tr- I've been yeah, trying yeah. to to master it. Yeah, I, I've
0: what I found, yeah, I think. Love um for writing i think i I, you know last year i spent most of the year writing um i have two meditation sessions i have a a morning meditation and then an evening my morning one is like i have a mantra i it's to be focused it's to get me productive but in the evening i have this meditation where i'm i'm just i don't do any you know thing like a mantra i'm not focused on anything i'm i let my mind wander for and i do it for 40 minutes and what i found is after that point i should be doing my writing after i've done that in a day with a clear head and not only that but it's like i've allowed my brain to just be flexible and through that flexibility it finds structure much better and it finds the right structures um i found that i was going off the rails on a script that i had written before and i was trying to turn into a feature film and I I did it, and I didn't get any feedback from anybody. So I found out late in the process that I just derailed completely. And through feedback, I realized wait before when I wrote this as a short film, it was great because I did it after that forty minute meditation where I was just allowing my mind to wander. Um, and instead of I instead I did it earlier in the day, thinking it would be better, it wasn't. And so when I went back to doing that after the forty minute meditation in the day. It's, it seemed to fix the problem because my perspective was better it was much more and plus i do my podcast after that too like this pot like i meditated for 40 minutes earlier as my second meditation of the day Ooh, and i meditated
2: last night bros <laughs> <laughs> nah. that's but, why my voice is shot t- oh, for the no. record <clears throat> wait, what, what, did, what did you do uh we, we were we uh we, we went to a house show which was fun uh yeah. just in new york Uh Oh my god! I was, I was in Philadelphia last night. For the okay. record, Uh big shout out to uh, Goodbye Again and Pub Fake. They were two really great shows. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I've I sweat like crazy, and you know the intoxication. Yep. Uh, eventually, you hit a certain level of uh, euphoria, e- euphoria, and like equilibrium. And and, and and I mean, as primal as that sounds, there's a little bit <laughs> yeah, of experience to have in that. And you know, that. seeing faces you don't know. It's crowdy. It looks like. This is so lame. It looks like everything's gone low shutter and it's choppy and
0: like uh,
3: so Tar Wong, Kar-wai. Wong-, Wong, Kar-wai. <laughs> yeah, it's like Wong Kar Wai. Yes, like I've been
0: starting to watch his movies, man. Oh yeah. Hey, what would what, you start with? So I, I start. I'm just going chronologically through. Oh career. great. So you started with what? Oh yeah. Uh, want- as, uh, as tears go was- by. Yes. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm
2: I want to do that where it's the low shutter speed Oh, it's thing. great. It, I want to use that for my workflow. There's various two tutorials film. online. People have been able to do it like crack it. I mean, obviously the film I wonder equation. if you can do it with a
0: black magic. I don't think you I can. I believe
2: you can. Really? A how how far does the shutter go on it? I think 360. Oh, you could totally do it. Really? I, I it's it's more to do with the frames per second. You got to drop it down to I think like 7 or 8 frames a second and then seven that with frames. the low shutter speed. That's the effect. He started doing that, I want to say, in Days of Being Wild. I think that's where it looks the best. Have you seen that one yet? No. Uh, no, dude. no,
0: no. You No, no, I have. I have watched that. It's, it, it's, I, think I love it. It's, like I, I At first, I was like, what is he doing? And then after a while, I was like, I need to do that from that." It's those things. It's those things in movies where I'm like, Pickle what the bulb. fuck is this? I think it's this like bullshit. bullshit. His movie. And then I'm like, movie? this is the best thing ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> That was what happened with me this with Tarkovsky. Cool. I was, have you watched a Tarkovsky film?
2: Yeah, yeah, I like you know, the yeah. whole run of uh, Mira's great, Solaris yeah. is great, Stalker's I, great. For me,
0: he's like he's my favorite. Um in terms of like those kind of movies and and that but what- like one car wise like a new favorite of mine um, he's, great man. Dude, he's the romantic I, director i have know? to get i'm right now i forget what i'm on i'm i finished chunking express um now i'm on the next one fallen angels bro you've reached you the, yeah, the peak I, did i finish that i forget i don't know if i did i think days of being I, I think still i'm still on fall don't angels
2: but suck nah there's best there's so those good. are his two best and then then you got shit like Hero, which is all right. Then you got i uh, I'm sorry, Ashes of Time. Then you got like Blueberry Nights. What was in the mood for love? Oh, is that right? Good? I know I was forgetting one of the bill there. In the mood for love. Everyone one, says that might be his best. I don't think that, so. They, but they, it is they good. have
0: that in essentials that you have to watch. Like yeah, Workhouse I mean, sorry. I think, we'll get back into something you
3: could talk. No, about. No, no, go ahead. I, I think that's partly what to do contribute.
2: with that is like a perfect storm of. I mean. You got Maggie Chug, who at that point is huge in Hong mm. Kong cinema. And then you got Tony Lugg, who is arguably Hong yeah. Kong cinema. You know, that dude is like, if you saw Brad Pitt in a movie for two minutes, it'd be, you know. Would you classify Fallen Angels as, what, is that one of his best, you say? I, Which s- is his best? I think it's either that or Days of Being Wild. My I, two favorites. Re- Like right now, I'm feeling like I need to, like if I'm going to write a list of films. I'm going to go like, with Fallen Angels for the sake of the conversation.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm watching it now. I'm like. I I want to do wider shots now. Right, <laughs> I'm like, right. dude, that the the shit in that. Like, right. that, I realize I'm like, I wish I saw this, like, not just the beginning when you sent it to me, but I wish I I started watching his films before we did Real Oranges. But I'm fine with how I'm like, but now I get it. Like, what you're trying to do with uh, the subway stuff. Like, you wanted really wide angles. Now I get it from. For real, it looks great, doesn't it? When you watch the full
2: film, I love like, that shot Whoa. at the end. I can't remember what her. Don't wait, don't was. spoil it. I forget. I don't know if I've watched. Oh, I it It's just a great shot of her right in the foreground. Da, 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 da. No, no, no. I don't. <laughs> I, I want to be surprised. You'll <laughs> see. It's one of like the Ted shots of the film. You'll know it. Which okay, is a yeah. fallen angel. I'll, I'll I'll message you when I see it. <laughs> they used to but, uh, call us fallen angels. Yeah, yeah. that line. Don't say it. Don't nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: But no, I love his films, man. The color. The it's color. like the, the greens, are, or like like there's a greenishness to like even the white light in it, like yeah. any white anything white or like it's just there's this green greenish mm. hue to it, like
2: the sh- like it's the- it's movie shot through like a fluorescent uh, plastic cover. I, I really say, well, no, I'm not saying literally. I'm saying it's the the feeling is you're through some kind of grimy plastic filter that just makes. An ugly ass world, really, really, just beautiful in the ways you would yeah. expect. Mm. Trash
0: cans yeah. look we more could, like trash cans. When we go to trash do trash real cans. oranges, let's color grade to do something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, you down to do that? Let's turn the green up. And yo, there's simu- <laughs> I have simulated film grain that we can do that we can throw on from from DaVinci Resolve. My, my computer can, can can process. I use it for like some of my pod, my podcasts.
2: I'm thinking about getting a film print done of it, so I might forego. I'm thinking about getting it put into a 16 okay. mil print, so I'm thinking uh, we might have the fill grade when we project it. But yeah. we could talk about
0: we'll, it. We'll, I'll show. We'll, we'll show it to you. I usually add it period for anything I do. Yeah, right. And because it yeah, looks I'll, good. I'll check it out. But yeah, um, for sure. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. You might like it. Um, <laughs> I think you'll like it. You might like it. <laughs> you probably will <won't> like it. <laughs> Did you see the clip on YouTube? Oh no, Instagram of me like talking about rusty spade, <laughs> and I'm like it was all right it was it was pretty good it was great <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah that was as funny. the audio of <laughs> playing um the battery dying and be like oh fuck the battery died
3: <laughs> and then sad music um very sad music very sad day. so
0: uh don uh, do you guys have a
3: morning routine or anything you use to get your day jump started coffee <laughs> oh, yeah, you feel this one first go for it yeah i um i have a bad habit of looking at my phone for too long while i'm Mm -hmm. laying in bed before i get up and i've been trying to kick that um i just i just pound on the coffee and go to work that's about it yeah um if i if it's a weekend and i feel like working out i'll just work out um i've yoga in the morning especially if i could go outside and do it i don't do yoga much i should do it more um you know really helps the day but it really makes you your your limb your your joints feel better. Yeah, right? especially me, because yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm fucked. But I uh, the same way, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I really don't, as you can see from the creative pattern as well. I, I don't have any specific um, routines really mm-hmm. in my life. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm not like you know I have structure yeah, where it's it needs it's to hard be, to but it's fine time and the effort, yeah, and discipline to do it, and
0: just get, years of practice. Just,
2: yeah, just going to work um on time (laughs) thank you john uh i don't drink unfortunately i've never been a coffee person i Hmm. doesn't but um i think the best for me is i try to force myself out cold whether it be i get out of bed and two minutes later i'm outside of my car just to get like a pack of gum or something anything that will like throw me out of my like nice comfy bed element into something completely like you know cold i think is a good way to Maybe not super healthy. It's like the cold shower technique. But oh, yeah, up, I do that. You that know what I mean? I, a cold I can't shower. take a cold shower because I, no way, but, you know, the, the, the. <laughs> it jolts you. The, it, exactly. Jolt. The same effect, the jolt is, you know, is anything. It's like if you got up in the morning, you went outside, you saw like a car crash, you would immediately be awake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anything that kind of taps that, I, I think is a good way for me to get up because I'm a notorious late sleeper, bro. I, mm-hmm. I have my sleep schedule, if I allow it to, gets whacked out so easily. Mine can too. Yeah, and yeah.
3: if you're and once you're up, like and started, you're not going to go back. You know, right? You know, so but it's like, hard yeah. to get up. That's it's hard. That's why I'm. Uh, that's why I'm saying about my phone. Like up the first thing I do is just go on like Twitter or something. And that's just such a bad habit to have because then I'm stuck there. Like my eyes are all fucked. You yeah, know? and it's and it throws you off for the rest of the day because your brain's getting like fried. You know. Yeah, what? the the Twitter scroll. Yeah, and yeah. then you see something you get
0: angry and, like, and Yeah. and plus it just scrambles your brain. Social media or yeah. even some to some degree messages, but mainly social media and 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 YouTube for me just like no. I, my, I get sucked into something. I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. I go all the way in. Yeah, Like I notice hole. everything and I uh, I'll notice everything on YouTube I ju- and and it, it'll take you every direction for yeah. infinite time. But uh what what's your writing routine like? And I will, I'll I'll ask
2: if you would write or anything at all. Um, John, yeah, you. A uh, few and far between. I'm, a, I'm, I'm in the middle of, like, sort of putting together treatment for a skate doc I'm thinking about doing. But it's the, by no means a daily thing. It's by no means, like, a strict schedule. I write what I feel creatively inclined to. And I think other than that, I feel like I'm forcing it.
0: Yeah, do you feel... You, no, there, there's something I had to learn, or I, I mean, I, well, for one, I had to teach myself the discipline of doing it consistently, but and then making the time and making it work. But then I had to relearn the lesson of taking time away from it. I find yeah, it a probably. lot like it's, it's you want to hear. I want to hear more people talk about that where it's like you need to take a break. Like I have, if I, 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 I max, like I have a limit. I don't write more than two days in a row. That's good. I that's find great. that once I get to that third day, the writing starts to turn to
2: shit. You, you know? know, the writing is only as good as the experience, bro. If you're not going yeah. to
3: parties and instead stay home and writing, dude, how are you gonna write the party? You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Thank you. And it's it's very um <laughs> not as much I don't write as much, although I, sh- I used to kind of and um was one of my uh <laughs> my go-tos in school, but uh mm-hmm. whether it's like music or anything really is um to not make it feel like a chore which is hard to do to if you're not feeling it in the moment Definitely. don't like you were saying don't force it cuz it's not going to make it any better and you're not yeah. going to have that passion while you're doing it so i'd say you really just got to feel it in the moment and dive in but back when i was trying to write a like a feature film for the first time
0: i i always got stuck because it was i knew it was bullshit because i was trying to force it but what I learned was the best way to do it is to have it all figured out before you start writing, before you write a single <laughs> word, before you even write the first draft, figure out the entire story. And the way to do that, there's one way, there's one really effective way I've learned to do that. And it's where you take an index, you take a box and you fill it with index cards or so you start with, you have the, this is how David Lynch. Is this also it, Blake this is a Blake Snyder technique? Is it David Lynch? Uh, uh, who did eraserhead?
2: Yes, I yes I'm I wild. He, I believe I've heard of it. He has
0: <laughs> the des- you have, you need the desire for an idea first and then when that idea comes to you you write it down on a next card in detail you 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 go into all the details about the mood or all the things you know anything and whatever you're thinking about and then you write it all down and then you and you re- re- reread it you examine it and you put it in the box and close the box and then you keep doing that. That that next card is going to lead to another idea. That's related to it somehow. You might not know how it's related, but. Interesting. That's how I think he comes up with films that are just so out there. But when you do this, I found, especially for my World War II film, which I didn't know how I was going to flesh it out. I knew I had the, I had the, the summary, the outline of the full thing laid out for me. But I knew it would be a short film if I did it that way. If I wrote that. I waited and I spent like eight months or a year coming up with ideas putting index cards in that index card box with with scenes ideas for scenes and you he said if you come up with 80 index cards 80 scenes you have a movie i found i had to fill it with like two to three (laughs) hundred but because a lot of times my ideas were revisions of previous ideas uh or or combinations and or you know just just it was a new iteration of it and but when I because I wrote it down in that index card form, or now I do it on like a device, I'll type something, I'll write it and I'll add it to a list of, of ideas. And then later, what I'll go and rearrange it to be in chronological order. Um, I prefer doing things digitally now, but you can do that with the index card in a box thing. It's like you do that, you come up with all the ideas. You're you have a loose enough understanding of the bigger picture, but you're but once you start writing, you get, a, you get so sucked into every little detail that you can't see the bigger picture anymore. It's physically impossible. You're stuck in the forest. You can't see it for the forest for the trees anymore unless you take a, like a break for
3: months or years. And it might not even work anyway. Mm-hmm. I've even found that with making music on the machine, too, like trying to time it so perfectly that you yeah. forget what you're even making yeah. in the first place. Mm-hmm totally yeah, sorry, sorry no, no no, 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 no. Yeah, just move it to your
0: cl- mouth whenever
3: you're yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh this microphone has been kicking my ass <laughs> sorry man <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> which, whichever works best for <laughs> um, best. but yeah um that's like that's what i found with writing is i have to like you have to write down notes you have to write things down but you there are times where you don't want to write things down you want it to simmer uh-huh but there's times you want to find the happy medium between. Them. I found that the index card is in a box
2: method works really well. That's interesting. I've uh, I'll have to check that out. I could have yeah. sworn that was something that like was in the Save the Cat or something. I think similar
0: yeah that. he he did mention something like that, but he didn't mention it well. He didn't explain it well enough to me for me to want to do it. But right. when you hear David Lynch, I talk didn't like about that book <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> yeah, that's no. a book
3: to save the cat. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it, a, like a well, that was the s- most simple story structure technique I had ever found before, and I couldn't help but not. But but use it because no, yeah. I didn't have a, be- a better idea. But then somebody recommended the Nutshell Technique by Jill Chamberlain. Yeah uh,
2: yeah yeah. You heard of that book? Yes, I've read parts of it.
0: I like the fact that in eight rules, she basically explains the entire structure. And you know, you know, you don't. It doesn't work for every movie, and she admits that. But I I love how effective, how consistent I can be with it. I've been able to come up with a lot of sketches after being in a drought of ideas and come up with not only like a storyline. I'm doing a dinner date, like the sketch with two couples on a dinner date. And it's, uh, I won't go into detail yet, but every character has a storyline, like a character arc. Like like if you could view it from their perspective in the story and there's a bit of a, each one has their own perspective, their own storyline. It's four storylines going on at the same time simultaneously. I've never done that before, but the result was... My friend was like, this is the funniest thing you've written comedy sketch wise, um, I think. So it's going to be fun to do. And uh, if you want to help or you yeah, I want to help out with that, I'm sure. I'm actually tr- I, I'm trying to replace one actor for it. Mike, I'm not sure sh- I'm, I'm my first I, I think I'm I'm, it. I'm working on Kevin Ostra probably for it if he can't do it either you or Kevin McCauley I'm not sure it depends who works best for the character though we're fighting an uphill battle against the Kevins here <laughs> yeah. but you know that um where was I the the writing mm-hmm. process yeah that that's what I found works for me and uh but uh yeah I forget where I was going um next question uh advice to people to find their bliss in life and follow it
2: or better understand themselves <laughs> Ooh, Jesus, loaded. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of something that hasn't been said before. Let me think for a second.
3: I, uh, what I'm trying to do, and I think it would be helpful with everybody, but it's way, way easier said than done. As simple as it sounds, is just to be present, at, like at all times, and not worry about the past or the future. And
1: yeah.
3: again, easier said than done, and <laughs> at times impossible to pull off, but. I find when instead of letting thoughts snowball into situations that don't even exist, <laughs> yeah. and and you're worrying about things that don't that never happened or are already happened, if you could just let them go and and let them fall to the wayside, I mean, it, it's sounds cliche, but it's <sighs> I if was... you can master that that feeling of being presence, I think helps a lot in life. <sighs>
2: I was, I was yeah, going to say the same thing. <laughs> go to that. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I would say... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Paranoia and solace. So like you can spend your whole life being paranoid, or you can go and find solace in the little things, the things that are going right. You know, it's so mm-hmm. easy to have a defeatist mindset when it comes to anything. And paranoia, like I said in the car, could kind of come up out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> Like I walks back from 7-Elevens. <laughs> um, and... And that's the idea of, of thoughts kind of yeah, rolling and into and, you know, and oftentimes like that they brain. Could, they could really start to run into the, the worst thing and there's no worse enemy than yourself and your brain. Yeah. Uh, that's very cliche, but um, yeah, no, totally. And 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 the, the human brain is the most powerful thing in the world. It can generate entire timelines that don't exist, entire yeah. trades, entire worlds, basically. Right? And yeah, that's you know it's it's easy to subscribe to that we always see the worst in ourselves and to go against that would really you know yeah i talked about this with somebody
0: recently about how like 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 uh, i mentioned the lizard brain like it's it's basically the lizard part of your brain in evolution you know it's telling you like this person does this did this to you because they don't like you or or like this person left you on red because uh, they <laughs> think you're fierce as shit you yeah, know there, or something there's paranoia or right there. uh, Yeah definitely you know you know nobody's watching your movies because uh <laughs> because uh, yeah they think you uh
3: you're you're uh, whatever i don't know and in regards to film like yeah. it, as with acting in my minimal experience um it's easy to once you get signed on for a role or or you you know you get the call back from the audition to think uh, you know, I'm a fraud. Like, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not cut out for this. And then it's, it's imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. And then you think, well, if the director or the producer or the writers ha- saw it and have the faith that you can do it, like, don't worry about being, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that imposter syndrome is so toxic and it's so present in so many people and it's so easy to fall into um, just from an insecurity mm-hmm. standpoint that it's like... you. The only way you're gonna fail is if you think you're gonna fail, and you you set yourself up for that by thinking like, uh, you know, yeah, that you're that you're not cut out for what it's. I'm rambling, but it's
0: no, you're right. H- how do you guys deal with criticism, good and bad?
2: I don't mind criticism. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's the know yeah. yeah, it's the greatest teacher, really. Yeah. I mean, there's such thing as false criticism and sort of like hollow, you know yeah uh statements but and if criticism is great i i I live for it i don't think i'm like a very rash person i don't think i'm very like you know uh, oh no you're wrong i'm not you know i i i usually take it open-armed i you know i i i more care that someone is actually giving me good criticism for you know the stuff i do and like the fact that they're being thoughtful i you know i appreciate that you know what i mean
3: criticism to steer it into what they believe can be your right direction yeah rather than right personal criticism which says more the fact that they've gone out of their way to kind of you know do that is yeah, like oh you know they they you, you appreciate them for that and it's you know and if they get personal yeah. about it and attack your character that's more about them than it is what
0: about through online when people don't know you or they just think you know that you know people because people can generally be very mean through the internet <laughs> um especially if they don't see a fit the you face you ever play club it. penguin <laughs> you ever put you ever put a, a, a an advertisement out a paid ad out <laughs> nah. I get some of the worst criticism. Put I rusty know. spade out. The fucking things I heard from people. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I won't gross. go into.
2: Where, where, where were you? What do they possibly on? have to say about that?
0: Oh,
3: I don't want to get into it. Yeah, no, don't don't bring up any <laughs> yeah. demons. What did you it's, advertise on?
0: Oh, I, I used the Facebook ads. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't. No, the worst. No, the worst thing. I. I mean, no, not the worst thing. But like, I mean, this is for like. I did a wedding ad, like a an ad for my wedding videography, and I did a. I think I, you know, I, everybody I saw who saw the wedding film, who was there, who knew the couple, uh, and the couple themselves that saw the wedding film I did, the first one I did, it was beautiful. And 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 I'll, and I'll even say it myself, it was a beautiful film. I loved it. I, I think uh, it, it's something that I have had to work to beat, you know. And but then one person wrote, "These shot, these shots are so shaky. Like I would never pay like even a thousand dollars to you for that." And I'm like in those scenarios you gotta i gave i gave a very you know very thoughtful professional response that was way too long (laughs) (laughs) way longer than it was warranted that he deserved it her she She. it was a a, this really uh pick a fight with you kind of woman and uh it was uh i realized i should have went on her profile to realize that because if i just went and looked on her profile to see the kind of things she would post and share i would have realized she watches a lot of reality tv she's picking a fight to like get attention and mm. and and just you know pick a fight to pick a fight because as soon as i said like when i sent that she got back to me and it, 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 so after that I was like oh wait and but it was like it just didn't make any sense her criticism i was like why did you let you let, let that get to you yeah you got involved in something yeah. that was and just so,
3: needing you to get involved
0: yeah i bet like it was like but like I mean, and I think since then, though, I did make sure that my
3: shots were less shaky. <laughs> well, there you go. Thank you. Reality. So I appreciate her feedback. And in regards to like the rusty spade criticism and the the wedding stuff, I I would always just see it for stuff I, I do, not made, even film related. It was mainly related. because it was it, whatever criticism was because
0: of my not of of my lack of preparedness
3: and getting the most good takes as we could get. but yeah i would say um whether they're warranted or not like criticism that attacks you maybe the way that girl did oh yeah it's just people trolls trolls people trolling you you got to think until they make that until they make one of those or until they do a wedding video until they make their own film what's the point of of them of taking that criticism into account yeah um so how do you guys (laughs) how do you guys get through creative block in anything you guys do man it's tough
2: Usually don't. Um, I just I, <laughs> I become I just the block. Like,
0: um, <laughs> become the block. You <laughs> know, <laughs> know I I, I like, am the block. I don't I like to focus
2: too much on this kind of stuff. I like to you know have a bunch of things going on in my life. So yeah. if I'm blocked up, I'll just go find something else. I'll go, right. I'll, go I'll go wood burn. I'll go uh, yeah no, swimming. Wait, is that anything. is
3: that just a fancy word for like a bonfire? Uh, no,
2: uh, Like uh, <laughs> you know like wood burning. Like um, yeah, it's like a craft. It's you know art. Yeah. They burn into. Oh, one. I did not even know. It was yeah, that's cool. It's like a. If you look at that, you 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 know what wood burning is. You, if you saw, you know it's like literally you burn the wood and it makes things. I don't buy it. Huh?
3: <laughs> I start making. Nah, that uh, sounds. That sounds cool. I, I started making coasters. Send me some it. snaps. I yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do, we'll do. Creative block, man. I don't. That's something I feel like maybe in in a couple of years with more experience I'd be able to come back with. But I agree. Maybe just moving on to something else and. Yeah. and there's too many good things in life to focus on, like, you know, getting
2: out of creative block. It's like, yeah. you know, if you want to go experience, man, you know, creativity and experience are hand in hand and mm-hmm. you can never have too much experience. I think, you know, go do something rash, bro.
3: Bad be, things give you bad things in your life. Bad experiences. Right. Create the best, in my opinion. Best stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. It's the intense stuff that really, you know. Yeah. It's
2: the nights you you don't forget. The nights yeah. that keep you up that really, you know, <laughs> the got the most creative potential.
0: Yeah. How does one overcome the fear of putting themselves out there? Or can someone be less controlled by fear? How can they be less <laughs> controlled by it? I don't know if either of you. I I, I was hesitant whether I'd ask this because I don't I feel, like feel like you reflection. guys are the
2: type that are that way. Oh, I'm totally fearful. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. All the time. Yeah. What's, hey, uh, what's your advice f- to people? Uh, <laughs> to block it out at least a little bit because, you know, like I said earlier, you are your own enemy. And you're Sometimes the put blinders on. Yeah, a little bit, you know, not too much because you don't want to be you don't want to approach it with arrogance. But, you know, I I, I think I think a big part of it is sort of like, you know, knowing that your own perception of what you do and the things you make is by default going to be a lot worse than what general public thinks for the those 10 people and sometimes um, you blow out of proportion what what
0: ne- what's negative things people have to say like oh yeah. like i mentioned criticism some
3: paranoia thing yeah. or
0: trolling or trolls on the internet it's like yeah. you, you sometimes you just have to not read that stuff yeah. because just trust the people tr- you know surround yourself with people you trust whose feedback you trust and listen to them And people who who care about you and and have your best interests in mind and uh, don't, you know, put you down unnecessarily. Um, I mean, the only thing you're trying to do is provide the world with more art and not. But like you read that those that you know the, the comments or something on the internet if, if you have a lot of comments on something like there are some mean people out there that are <laughs> being spirited it's like yeah. that reddit. one com. you you might read yeah, a, i was just about to say reddit. You read <laughs> 100 <laughs> positive comments that one comment will get you yeah and you won't remember the 100 positive ones. that's
3: 100 I'm, I'm always
2: fascinated on reddit i, just, <laughs> the,
3: I put I've, I've made i rarely post on there like I'll just oh, I'm, I'm a lurker i put 100%. i put it on a uh on a wrong sub and i got like chewed out and i could right? tell they were like young people but i they're i like I, you're I, lost i <laughs> you know yeah, no. you see you see like
2: you know uh you know today i rang the bell and I, I beat the last four years of cancer and i'm taking my first steps to living again and you got some dude in the comments like karma whore you know like uh <laughs> you're like what yeah I, like, oh my god like the, like the most help? innocent like nice uplifting thing in the world and you got one dude saying like yeah. oh you know it's like it's terrible I guess, it's like, dude.
0: i saw that people like, exist like, you to, like, see be things awful. that you're like
2: oh this is so good this is so positive
0: and then people just <laughs> The entire comment section dissing on it. Yeah. Well, it must be th- you know, it's positive because of this, or it's um, it's, it's, like, uh, it's what about this? like 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 it's something about an animal. It's like oh, you shouldn't be feeding them that or something. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like yeah I love like that. that. Like
2: some, hey, everyone's a scientist. Everybody, everyone, we, everyone everybody works for, for PETA yeah. or something. Everyone is a genius on Reddit. <laughs> oh my for god. People. Well, uh, actually, you know, shut up. <laughs> well, actually,
3: <laughs> and it, just one more thing about the uh, putting yourself out there. I just I think bad experiences come in, uh, not to say get yourself in bad experiences, but um they come with good lessons yeah I, I think just realizing that no one really gives a shit and you're not going to die from it and totally. the bad experiences you've been through in the past you realize how simple these experiences are and not you know simple in the fact that you're able to put yourself out there and i think if you want to do something along these lines and be in front of whether it's in front of the camera in front of i mean doing things that involve public speaking really really in my opinion uh, make your nerves better because you're like yeah don't because, give a shit what these people are saying you know
0: like evolutionarily speaking when it comes to talking in front of the group historically for thousands of years human beings whenever you talk in front of the group if the group didn't like what you had to say and it, it turned against you that you, 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 stoned. Stoned, you would be bro. stoned or yeah. put out of the path you'd be either killed or excommunicated from the community
3: and it's stuck with our our and it's stuck inside our, 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 genes. our genes. So Crazy. that's
0: why you hear of like t- comedians talking about how that when you're eating shit on stage, it's one of the most it, it's mm-hmm. it's worse than
2: eating a thousand dicks in front of your mother. ever, <laughs> Joe Rogan say. Christ, <laughs> well, no doubt Joe Rogan's falling flat on the stage. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he has experience. Yeah, but uh,
0: yeah. Um. So how does uh, how do you how do you guys? And I don't know if you guys have much uh, like. A, advice on this uh, i'm still trying to figure it out myself how do you build your brand or grow your audience
2: Uh, i actually do have an answer for this i don't i don't really care about my branding or selling myself because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day where i want to be in the industry is a hired hand i want to be in the union and i think that as soon as i like move to monetize or to create an image for myself i'm like one pigeonholing myself into one certain thing and two, I'm, like, ditching the creative, I guess, uh, ingenuity for, like, something mm. that is for profit. You know what I mean? It's, like, I, I you know, I, I respect people who do build up their image and build up their brands. But I think it either comes naturally or it doesn't at all. And to force it on people is a little bit, like, you know, I think it's a little bit uh, cuts the corner, you know. It's, like, yeah. it's a little bit it cuts cheap. Cuts the corner, all right, yeah. Yeah. It is cheap, and it's, yeah, you know.
0: Like... <laughs> i can i mean i think i know what you mean and, and see if this this uh, this example applies uh, for years uh, i've wanted to do a podcast since 2015 i have wanted to do how's a podcast. that going <laughs> yeah, right? but more microphones i uh i i couldn't figure out for the life of me what it would be about right. until i was just like just call it the tom profit podcast <laughs> and your goal is to have a bunch of cool you know do a full podcast but also you know also upload a bunch of you know short youtube clips and you know to to fuck with the youtube algorithm and uh and name and have them all you know have fan, you know catchy names and thumbnails and shit yeah, totally and it, it was a it was a vehicle for creating content and um and it's evolved over time but i had to start and just start with my name and be open-ended then then i came up with the idea of tom profit take and i was like oh that that works you know all then, then it's ta- take yeah, tom all the Prophet letters in those
3: words work very well yeah thank you, yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, 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 it when I it would I, if I I wouldn't have come up with that if I didn't start the podcast as Tom Profit podcast, which is dumb and I I wanted I wanted to change it immediately. But uh, you know, you you start you have to start somewhere and but I like the idea of having your podcast be your name because I don't know what this is going to be in a few years. No. I wanted to grow and evolve with me. Um and that's like you say with branding or whatever. You know, I hate the advice of, you know, if you're going to start something, you got to have to know what you're doing. You have to know your end goal or your end result from the mm-hmm. start. That is a that is the quickest bullshit way to get stifled and get in the creative block like we t- we discussed. off from the start. No, you're right. You it's, have to yeah. start. You just have to start sometimes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then figure it out as you go.
2: I thought about doing the same thing when I do it a podcast. You know, just like talk about movies and stuff. Yeah. yeah, go for yeah it. My friend and I would do and, it. Occasionally. Right. And I'm like uh nah because i can never do it but you know sometimes i'll, I'll record something i'll be like uh, yeah you know even something. just
3: recording conversations among
2: your friends if you guys yeah just yeah, yeah. it's when it. it's, it's, it's to go back, back on. Sometimes. oh my god we did one we we were on a, a trip me and my friends i love my friends um that's good <laughs> uh no but then we're all we've all known each other for so long that we may as all well, well be like you know we right. we yeah. know what makes each other tick and someone recorded a conversation we had on a car ride like during a good vacation we had uh this summer and oh my god just going back on it it makes me laugh we talk about absolute nothing but you can hear everyone in it it's so genuine so right yeah Yeah, it's just you know we even though nobody in the world would ever listen to it the fact that i you know
3: it's it's good for the soul recorded that moment because there's so many conversations with friends that just get lost in the in the hemisphere yeah that you forget about and then you go back and listen and you're like why the fuck were we and, talking and about a that? a lot of
0: people just listen for that sometimes yeah you know there's, there's a lot of people that, who go for that because some some people just don't have friends yeah <laughs> and they don't have that which is yeah. a, it's, it's it's a real thing like like i mean I, for years i you know i didn't really have like a friend group like that um and then i did and then you know I've, it's changed over time that always does that's and that yeah you know but you you have to uh, like 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 uh, and uh, but I even even with one I still do enjoy like watching like a pod or listening to a podcast where it's like people who are are really good friends you know uh, just talking about something that that matters to them and I might not yeah. care about what they're talking about but it's just enjoyable listening to them joke and laugh about it and how much they appreciate and, it yeah and just just the banter and and you know it that's that in and of itself is is a I think reason enough to do a podcast. Yeah. And then from that, though, you know, you know, you might find your stride. You might find, oh, wait, this is a really cool thing we've done consistently and we just automatically go to this. Let's just make that the podcast. That's why, like at the beginning of this podcast, a nuanced perspective on life and filmmaking from a guy who's trying to become a writer-director and best writer-director they could be. I'm realizing that's the direction I want to go. I want to become, I want to make a podcast about, productivity about but also life and and people's philosophies and and their what they care about most i want to i want to pierce into their souls i want to ask them deep questions which we're going to get into if we hopefully if we have stuff time we're two hours in but uh uh we mentioned we we would need like four to five as a joke <laughs> yeah. for like the two person but uh it could happen um but basically like you know i want to also and I, I i i want it to be useful to people i want yeah. them to have ideas to walk away from this that are useful and i want to also just get better at listening to people and and also knowing when to shut the fuck up um also like like not right now but uh you know like i want to know how to bubble uh is that from
1: you yeah <laughs> oh, crazy. Just
0: a bubble just came out of my mouth yeah. but uh yeah i just want to figure out how to you know get to the bottom of what's Use what what useful things people can talk about that yeah. people want to know. Um, and leaving with something is yeah. always so. A segue from that question or that 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 tangent, that long tangent. Um, how do you
3: both feel you've evolved as people in or in what you do? I'd say just with age, as simple as that sounds, uh, just becoming more of a man and realizing what's important in life. Mm-hmm. Um. As your family grows older, as you grow older, um, as you transition from basically <laughs> childhood, teenage years to res- having responsibilities and, and just getting a better understanding of how the world works and what a majority of the people in the world are like and how it's – are you got to be selfish to a point and mm-hmm. consider your own mental health to an extent before anything else. Totally. And – I think having a lot of responsibility, and, and if if you can handle it, and if it's a good kind of responsibility, um, helps you just narrow down and cut out the bullshit in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah.
2: I uh, I've been told I've been more jaded uh, growing up. I, I, all my friends say that I've like changed a lot, and I've, I'm like not the person I was in high school. I never saw it, but I mean, I guess you wouldn't notice because you don't notice yourself yeah. getting older anyway. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I, I think uh, I don't know. I, I I don't really have a comment on uh, on who I am. I don't really think about who I am a whole lot. I think it's just I am who I am and I am yeah. who I am. <laughs> <laughs> jam that jam. What, what do you feel like wrestling. there's things you've evolved with in
0: terms of your art? um you've gotten better at like like the way you write or things you know or the way you i think
2: i've gotten better at creatively expressing myself and not you know following some you know what i like to Social do the arts. most yeah is like just I, I like to do like visual art and just visuals and mm-hmm. you know it's something that i just play around with every now and then sometimes i'll post it sometimes i won't do anything with it and it's just it's what it, it's an outlet for me i get to do that stuff too it's an experiment which you know we're all scientists in one way or another. Three, it's, you know, it's something that, you know, only I do my way and everyone who does it only does their way. And because of that, it feels not only personal, but, you know, it feels like I own something. You know, I I have a piece of something that is purely my own, you know? Yeah. And I like that. It's a, it's a good control to have.
0: Do you have, do either of you have principles in life and art?
3: Have a good time. A little boot. <laughs> Get, uh, Let me think about that one first. Get second. lit doing it, you know. Yeah, I'd say just going back to my idea of putting something out that can give others what I had, the feeling that I had. No, you, you, um, you sit back. I'll, I'll move your mic. Sorry, <laughs> I keep moving his mic. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> there you go. Um, going back to being a part of the story rather than you know it being all about you and just giving putting out in the world. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to die without the world seeing your contributions you know and it's yeah, like it yeah kind of, even if it's shitty even if you make the worst <laughs> film or the worst performance in the world it's like that's one more that the world has than it didn't mm-hmm. um yeah
2: everything that one day will be like eviscerated any side of you know human uh oh sorry i'm a little bit i'm coming off of cold too um we're all doomed yeah uh like you know the the humanity's gone maybe earth's gone maybe it's not but you know no sign of human life left but uh, i guess besides our satellites and whatnot like but we have this whole sort of uploaded uh data stream of all this stuff we put in the cloud the last decade or two i'm curious do you think in a billion million years some alien race would be able to like tap into that and like they, they mm, all of a sudden possible they, i don't know how the tech works at all but if they were able to not only download it like
3: would it not be the richest trove of like oh, ancient man. extinct race yeah like yeah everything that. everything that'd ever be like do? us getting it video depends. proof of pe- ancient civilizations on earth right, right. Depends. Yeah, 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 it's about
0: yeah. the entropy of the systems that collect and store that data right you I know how so. does it devolve over time and diminish and you know what happens to the particles or whatever because things happen that are just fucking crazy you know and and that
2: cause things to diminish i do this i i i, I like to tell this what if it, it's like no it's a, it's it's a good what if. gag and this is the uh, the follow-up one is like that's a good so we got voyager one and two right who are just outside our solar system now and it's you know that's been 30 years and they got this disc on i don't know if you know it's like the You know, entirety of like a human, a collection of uh, human sounds, animals, uh, our location of star map. It's all done into this disc, uh, record, right? (laughs) You know, it's on the Voyager, and I'm I always like the idea that even trillions of years after we're gone, in this last piece of human, you know, recollection on this record, right? If some alien race found it, even if they looked somewhat like us, or were at least like bipedal aliens. They wouldn't mean, be able they would to comprehend just, like, it. throw that shit or like yeah. eat it or something. Like what if like they eat it? <laughs> it you know what I'm saying? Sounds What, what they got it. record players like, you know, across the universe. Yeah. That take 12 inch discs. I think, so I, I, that might be an interesting movie in mean, and of itself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we might cut that out if you want to look
2: at a movie someday. They already did it. It's a uh, really uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture is a kind of uh, oh, okay, story like that. But yeah, that's. Cut it out because maybe I'll steal it and use it anyway. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> But no, I think. Um, do you want me to, or do you want? Me- no, I don't. I'm we'll only we'll we'll messy. We'll you can, dude? I, okay. I
2: ain't making any of these movies. Okay,
0: <laughs> but no, that's a good. I mean, that get. I mean, I was like, that'd be, that'd be a good movie where either it could be from the perspective of humans who come across yeah. an ancient we like just, be aliens, just as arrogant. But we, 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 we get access to their entire cloud, their entire internet, everything, all this things that like like the well, like our
3: internet or internet like like all the things that are on it now but theirs and you could tell the story of how different people on earth want to handle it how they want to go about oh, it yeah whether yeah. they want to get rid of it whether they want to study it and whether somebody they who, think it's a from, cursed look at look at the pyramids i mean if they really were built like aliens
2: like everyone seems to play around with that idea you know what if they come back like wait the thing that lets Earth like move around the solar system, the gravity engines, you guys are just taking pictures of it. You know what they really do. <laughs> the right? gravity engines, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Terrifying. You know, saying it's some sort of like interdimensional portal start. Yeah. yeah. You're like, wait, you and guys just, just let them sit there. Yeah. You mean you haven't found out how
3: to turn on the Sphinx yet? You know, it's like Earth's defender. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> like us with like a big Mac in a billion years. You haven't eaten it yet? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just looking at it.
2: Uh, food. You know, this is edible. It's like to humans it was at one point. Once we upload our consciousness and, uh, yeah. you, know, <laughs> yeah, huh? of, uh, you know, the implications of, you know, the
3: the world beyond us, beyond humans, I think is always very... But the past hundred years, like, the shit that got accomplished. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. you, you think about, like, the Roman Empire alone was around for, like, thousands of or, like, hundreds, yeah. thousands of years. You ever like, heard of Singularity Theater Theory? Sounds familiar.
0: It's like Ray Kurzweil has done a lot of uh, stuff on it, like, talked a lot about it. Basically, it's this concept that, you know, how just... If you if you follow the trend of technology now, the way that we have just kind of skyrocketed, it's the trend has gone up in terms of innovation, and it just keeps kind of like going up and up and up. And at one point, it's going to be straight up, and it's going to be you know, it's going to be advancing so rapidly that in shorter periods, we of time, ca- yeah, yeah, we can't keep up with it. And the only way, and then, and then and then eventually, like that's the period where art of super like a super ai is going to be born and it's going to be born before we know it it'll probably be born Mm. before anybody hears about it Mm. yeah just the way that things are moving so rapidly because if you offer if you also factor in um you know as we create ai that start to become more uh, start to become as intelligent as us and then more intelligent those ai are going to be coming up with the new innovations Mm copies of copies and then they're going to be the 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 better ai that they create is going to be creating the better ai and the better ai and it's that's where it becomes really rapid and then before you know it people are going to be rising from the dead people fucking things that we never even thought was possible are going to things you can't even comprehend particles are going to be reverse entropy like tenant like human transcendence bro
2: instrumentality you know shared consciousness shared uh perspective and you know,
3: non-linear time yeah non-linear time like a uh, arrival is going to yeah, be turned arrival. inside out hmm.
0: when that happens
3: hope i could see that one day
0: or everybody might
2: die <laughs> i hear they try it next year <laughs> yeah <laughs> Are you guys ready to turn physics inside yeah. out y'all, y'all ready to uh, just every,
0: everything shit. that can everything that's possible is going to happen and yeah is going to start happening i know things that we've never more and more rapidly and it only possible. fears
2: me that we're it only fears i only worries me that we've missed it we've we're 300 years late on the whole exploring the earth thing and finding out where we live Mm -hmm. and we're about 300 years off from exploring the final frontier like Hmm. you know did you just come up with that or is that like uh i'm sure someone said it before but the fact that we're right in the middle of it dude is like come on man would you not want to be like exploring the galaxy (laughs) dude seeing all kinds of like walks of life and like or very much the same would it be crazy like discover the west
3: indies america mm. you know all these places a there. land on the same on just this earth that's never been discovered right. let alone another, just to another universe uh, that, the galaxy you know look at look at how big our
2: worldview has gotten it used to be that like distant lands does may have well have been other universes because it's we didn't know what the earth was we didn't know where we lived and yeah. you know the the universe in trillions of years could very well be understood and they'd be like, "Oh, those dumb humans didn't know that they lived right next to like the space McDonald's or something." You know what I mean? It all becomes so small <laughs> yeah. and like insignificant that th- they would think that you know Columbus and the early
3: explorers were like idiots, like they didn't even know their own planet. I mean, you know what I mean? Relevant to today, even they're cons- they're kind of you know right, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Let alone, yeah. let alone. Yeah, I
2: mean, you're telling me one single boat didn't go to America beforehand, <laughs> like and like just run into yeah. that shit. I mean, America is no like small country. I mean, it's you know. Yeah. It's kind of hard to miss, <laughs> especially if you count kind of on North America and South America as a whole. That is more or less a wall of land. Yeah. You're telling me not
3: a single boat went that far. It was... Nah, there's nothing out there. That's just it. <laughs> Bro, they... I think it was Louis C.K. He said a bit, and this is in regards to the oceans, but like they were like, even just in like the 1800s in America, they were like, we're all walking to... uh California from the East Coast yeah. or something. And they were like, and it took 30 years. He's like, half of them don't even make it there in time. And it's totally. like, yeah. And why? Well,
2: just to see what's out there. Yeah, just to You'll check their fucking You know, it's like, oh, you're going to sell down where? That way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that way. Where'd you go? There? I mean, it's, you know, it's all, of course, uh, uh, promoted by money and wealth, the acquisition of gold, right? Uh, land, you know. And then, very much the westward expansion is all, you know, no, people were doing it just to do it. They didn't because right. that's what the opportunity was. They saw, they saw gain. I, I find it interesting when we get to the point where we're exploring space like that, will it be for financial gain or will we have moved past that and it's truly for, you know... Um, Our last hope. Or, or, yeah, that. Or it could be, like, purely for... Uh, I'm looking for the word, like, um, we, we, we've we exceeded, like, human uh, self-discovery.
3: And There's it's, a... yeah,
2: purely for discovery yeah. for...
3: Uh, contacted for all sorts of uh it's like we're not advancing any further here might as well yeah take the risk of right i don't know i just hope we see an alien before we die um <laughs> right
2: doesn't have to be a cool look at what either yeah like a little micro a little or fella. Something. yeah you know what i mean even Maybe. if it's like some bacterium from like you know uv to la it's like <laughs> it, it, it would that would literally literally be life-changing it would seriously be the greatest discovery of yeah. our time yeah Even if it is literally a plankton-sized microbeam, you know?
0: But there's also a chance that nobody's going to fucking care because... People maybe. are they're reporting UFOs guy. and shit. That's
2: because they're waiting for, like, the gray guys to show up yeah. with the slit so. eyes and with, so. like, the, you know, bald that's heads. That's why I'm,
3: uh, sometimes I'm thinking maybe we should discover them so that they don't have the power to come and discover yeah. us, meaning they could probably take us the maybe we're, like
2: we all just get some guys in costumes and be like, oh, uh, you know, we found some aliens. But <laughs> raid, raid
3: Area 51.
2: <laughs> they're from another dimension, so we're not actually going to see them. We're just going to see these bacteria ones. But they are out there. We'll find more yeah. aliens.
3: No, it's, dude. It's the promise of finding something. Nobody eventually. will believe that. <laughs> like, they already got science deniers here and science, <laughs> yeah, that's true. science exists already. I mean, what's the <laughs> thing where, where, where uh,
2: little tardigrades, uh, what is it, like a Russian or Chinese probe was carrying uh, tardigrades onto, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, to the moon, it crashed, but they're like still living out there because they, <laughs> they live in different conditions to humans. They don't die, as usually. So there are creatures right now on the moon, theoretically breeding and creating life there.
3: You guys are teaching me so much shit today. I could be talking out my ass right now, no, but I, I think there's... There's something to it's do like with Jimmy that. Neutron episode or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's got like a Jimmy Neutron episode. Yeah. Carl Mood. did something. He's got like a little race of like little clothes or something. They're like, yeah. You know,
0: you know, you know what I heard? Uh so there's actually uh this is actually considered uh canon. Um that Kermit caused nine eleven.
2: Who's Kermit? Kermit the, Kermit the Frog. Uh why how do you do Cannon that? Canon in so like so. there
0: was a movie that came out um post nine eleven. And they didn't have the, the twin towers in it throughout, but they did a dream sequence, and for whatever reason, they left out, they they forgot to, they left the twin towers in. So, and and it was it was depicting an alternate reality if Kermit didn't exist. oh uh, <laughs> so, Christmas story. So basically, basically, <laughs> basically they were saying that they basically said, and for whatever reason they let it go, that Kermit. If he never existed, nine eleven would
2: have never happened. Like a butterfly effect. Yeah. yeah. So what uh, would the frog Kermit do? Kermit, what, have what you done? What did Kermit do? They're, you know, technically, the Wright brothers are partially responsible for nine eleven. Technically, yeah. you, know, <laughs> Shit. you could go as far back as uh, uh, the dudes who invented buildings, man. You know, yeah. what if we were all living, still living in huts, but flew airplanes? You know, that wouldn't have. Ah, oh, they would just the
0: crash the plane over the huts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wipe them
2: out. Jeez.
0: Well. <laughs>
3: New York. Yeah. City, yeah. <laughs> how do we get? I, I brought up the Kermit the Frog thing. I uh, hope that's it, not that too bad. To it bring had up. to be. It had to be. I guess like the writers just saying like, Let, let's see if anybody can figure like see this. Well, you like know? an SFX or you something. Imagine if yeah. they
0: made a movie about that, about Kermit the Frog causing yeah. it. What happened? Or Kermit's, Kermit's decision.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. And that was that was an interesting. Uh, run about like. It ain't easy like, being radicalized about man. like aliens and shit. Yeah.
3: I mean, we can go on for days
0: about that stuff. It's like, so I guess to come back to the questions was, uh, um, do you have principles in how you go about doing what you do? Do you know
3: what they are? (laughs) Not being selfish, (laughs) yeah. Being empathetic, which a lot of people, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm young. Whether
0: it's your art, maybe principles in how you go about art, like how you write something or how you. What kind of films you make? I figure
2: the worst consequences I have are lashings, you know, something like that. And I figure if that's what I have to fear, bro, then the sky's the limit. And because of that, I'd rather fuck up now and learn from it than, like, play it safe and be, you know, kind of... you know, I have ethical principles, I have moral principles, but I don't let them ever really like cloud what I'm doing. I think that I'm a good person for the most part. (laughs) And because of that, I don't have to worry about being morally or ethically, you know, sound at all times. Yeah. Yeah, Right. It's like, I figure, you know, most people are inherently good. People want to be good because of that. You could kind of trust in yourself to know that, you know, you're not perfect, but for the most part, you are a good person. And because of that, you know, yeah, you you, you you could have some faith in the fact that you'll make it all right because you know you you're a good person. That yeah. got good so point. sappy, so sappy.
0: No, that's true. Like I <laughs> you, I I often kind of I I mean I I think that I'm a worse person than I am sometimes. A lot of us do, yeah. Yeah, like. Like, I mean, just, I mean, even just bringing up Kermit the Frog starting 9-11. Like, oh, that's funny. Like I said, we're not perfect. I no. mean, I, I, like I mentioned, like so there's some things I say on the podcast sometimes where I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And
3: then it hits you like when you're trying to go to sleep or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is true. I mean, if that, it's
0: something bad, I'll cut it out. Like.
2: That's or, the human imperfection. You but, know what I mean? Yeah, it's like. Um, but you have solace in the fact that everybody does it. Yeah, to some degree, and, and then a lot then of times worse cancel than you. Culture canceling people for for those things. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a that tough one the these days for sure. That is a tough one. You mm-hmm. see, see someone new every day, man, and it really stings when it's someone that you love. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know I'm yeah. I I'm still on the Woody Allen train bro. I I will I'll try and clear his name myself uh, man. We me and, <laughs> by the way me and Josh uh we went to like a restaurant after the
0: shoot the other day uh-huh. um and basically <clears throat> it was it was like such a dad restaurant. And it they had they had names like Hollywood names and they playing, they, they had classic rock playing it was I know like if Woody Hollywood was there. names It was like the old classic like old school classic burger or something like that and but they had like the Kevin Bacon burger they had they had the woody Allen, but they had to change the name because people complained about it. Oh no. So what is it <laughs> the It was uh, like it was basically fries and like meat on the it It's the Meer burger now. <laughs> but if they had to change it. I think it was like the Beastie Boys fries or something.
2: Oh yo, Beastie Boys fries. There I'll take go. those, man. Yeah. Little MCA fries. What uh what what restaurant uh, was it? it
0: was like the old school classic burger, I think, or something something Classic burgers. Is and it prize. Philly? I, no, it was it was out where Joshua is. Oh wow, wow. We were, we were at we were at the 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 nature preserve. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We he told me at. about it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. But I I'll will yeah, sure. send it to you after this, or I might might put like yeah, for the sure. words on the screen. North <laughs> of Philly. <that's laughs> little <not good laughs> little advertisement. North of Philly. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say it was it, John Hines yeah. I'll probably Burger put website. I'll put it on the website. Um, in case they're like complaining <laughs> about me giving them free advertising, which I doubt. Yeah. But uh, you know, um, so. But no, we we uh we went to that, but but where was I gonna go with this? Um shit. canceled. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, the first one was, and I mean, I used to be, I was big on House of Cards for a while, and that was my favorite show. And I was like, oh my god, right?
2: Because you have stake in it, it, ma- it makes you feel worse because you do- you love the person, I mean.
0: and and I had taken his master class too. Oh really? Kevin Spacey's master <laughs> class. Before they took it off because of that, but I still have access to Pop it because I, I still have access <laughs> to it because uh, I paid for it. Uh-huh. Um, same with Dustin Hoffman's. Um,
2: uh, what Dusty did? He I don't know.
0: Is uh, he, <laughs> he canceled? Well, well, I, it doesn't surprise me that he was, based on some of the tangents he went on yeah. in the in the class. Oh, and Robinson and also Kevin Spacey, like I'm not really surprised because like, like, real, like in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, he acted kind of like a bully. He's like yeah. acting like a bully in the last things, I, like a lot of behind the scenes things I've yeah. seen with him. You know, I'm he's like, a good
3: actor. <laughs> yeah, is, but it's but he, like he does have that unsettling aura.
0: Yeah, like like he would curse a lot and just be, and he would talk to actors like like I realized I got to stop doing this because I did it. I, I would I would do uh, the way I talk to actors like I get really intense with it. I'm like that's what kevin spacey did i like stop I, like a real dude when he was
2: uh like, bobby darren in that movie man uh, he whoever played like sandra lee was like 20 and bobby darren was probably 40 at this point point. and just looking back at stuff like that you're like ugh. that's but tight, no it's man. like it's like he would like
0: he'll get like like twist the knife kind of like uh, way he mm, would talk to knife. people right right like like in house of cards the way he talked to house of cards was like it was the way he would be, talk to like actors when he's trying to get them to like a performance now i kind of do that because it's, it seems cool but i'm like i'm like you're you're respecting that but yeah i respect people yeah. do not kids bro and yeah. not diddle Oops. kids
2: um it's no good diddling kids yeah um <laughs> he's a diddler
0: <laughs> so um so what what is it about an idea or a project that makes you want to go about the hard work of making it john especially you I mean, a filmmaker and a writer and a director <sighs> just to say it's done just to,
2: like you said earlier but no no
0: no 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 what what about or where were you going to go with that actually? I
2: I meant because he had said earlier it's just to say that you contributed something you did something yeah if nothing else I'd like to say that I've done something you know <laughs> it's out there in the world now I, I don't think any of my stories are particularly super entertaining but I do think that they mean something to me and because they mean yeah. something to me that I at least
3: have someone bad, they're going to mean something to someone yeah. what is it about an
0: idea that makes it meaningful to you that you because filmmaking is fucking hard mm-hmm. man like I have little bit of white hair in my beard for because making it, a you film know, I see, what is it because
2: yeah. I see the pictures I see the characters the images and the fact that they don't exist anywhere else but my mind is i want to make them mm. tangible i want to make you know you 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 coalesce it and a uh into something that yeah you know you, you cinema as a root as is a shared experience and the the individual wants nothing more than to share the experience and because of that you know i think that's why all artists create is it's 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 you're trying to get someone to understand your brain because instinctually, it's something that we want. We want to be understood. We want to be empathized with. We want to be, you know, reveled in. Uh, I shouldn't go that yeah. far, but you know, we we want to be understood. You know, yeah. That's that's when we talk about you know human instrumentality and shared consciousness. Is like our next evolutionary step probably is a single conscious shared conscious because that's the only way that humans will really ever truly understand each other.
3: You, you hit it on the head saying like that. Their cat. <clears throat> their characters in your head and it's scenarios in your head that yeah. literally didn't exist yeah. and now they do and then and, and, and other know, people can now view that as crazy and it, blown out as it is you just yeah. want to see it
2: real so you can say yeah you know here's something that came from my head and you know and now it's in I the hope world you like it yeah yeah do you ever find that it, it just it just the idea has you you don't
0: have the idea like you can't get rid of it like it's, it's oh yeah i'm always
2: thinking of stuff oh this would be great or the, yeah. you know and and you know so, so a lot of the scenes that i think come from my movies are ones that have been building forever you know a couple of the scenes from oranges were like ones i've been playing with for years and i wanted to see them like happen you know mm-hmm. i would i always wanted to end a movie with like um with like how dick link later did um shoot it all whatever digital but use the ending shoot it on stock film it's like a slow regression back into the real world you know you Mm -hmm. ever get that feeling when you leave the movie theater and you 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 walk out with a strange you know phenomena it it feels weird and it's the disconnect you step back into reality and all of a sudden everything feels a little off I've always thought it'd be interesting. Yeah, movie the theater, movie. especially. So that's especially. Yeah, that's, that's especially where you that got the idea there. of
0: doing the stock footage of like,
2: of, or the like for, yeah, right and now. and and I think to end the movie, you know, with blatantly bad looking film, sort of takes you back into it. Okay, I'm watching something presented. I've lost the story's over, and here's like a little intermission or i guess you could call it whatever the equivalent of an intermission is for an ending but it's you get eased back into reality and you know you look at film as a physicality and not as much as the story because the story's over and it's time
3: to you know you're back in reality mm-hmm. So a little bridge to it you know and that kind of ties back into how I, how I said the the feeling you get that you want to give someone else as well
0: yeah you want to give people a feeling that that you feel from the filmmakers or, or actors or people that inspire you, the writers, yeah. and you, you know, I've, I've thought about this recently where I was like, I wanna be, like, if I can be, I wanna be the best writer director I can be. And if I can be like in a category, if I could one day be in the category of like Quentin Tarantino or Christopher Nolan as a writer director, that would be a dream come true, but not to be revered. I want to be understood, and that's why I also want to have a podcast. <laughs> that's right. Um, there you, let's, go. you mentioned an intermission. Let's have an intermission so I can stop recording, and then we'll start the recording just to save it, make all sure right. it saves. Right. Um, and if you guys have to yeah. use the bathroom or anything, I'm all uh, set because I want to
3: keep going. I think I'm good um, too. So let's do that. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening or watching. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. For notes and links to things mentioned on the show, my films, the video version of the podcast, or select the clips from each episode, go to profitableproductions.com backslash podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two F's, two T's. Also for updates on future episodes, follow me on Instagram at Tom Profitt Take and at Profitable Productions. Thanks again. Catch you on the next take.